decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Ugh, I look like a Saigon whore. How did this happen? <laughs> well, thankfully, it's the Wednesday show, so only a select few will get to see the site. I think I have uh, all but defeated this disease. I'm one of the coronavirus survivors, hopefully. So I think I'll make it through tonight. Uh, apology Did you get for... it from your minority girlfriend? Well, she does. Uh, she works at a store in town, and she brings all the city's diseases to me. So that's how it happens. Oh, I was making a joke about her being an Asian. What do we just call her? An Asian single mom? Uh, illegal immigrant, amputee, all yeah, those things. She has all yeah. those things. Yeah. Appreciate the patience with miss missing the show last week. I, I always hate to do that. It really bothers me personally when I miss uh, the show or I miss obligations. But as I said on Sunday, it would have been unlistenable. So appreciate uh, you guys sticking with us uh, for the off week. And we'll uh, we'll just get right into it since we missed time last week. I don't want to waste anybody's time. But, you know, all the rules apply. So if someone's new, please clue them into the rules. And, uh, of course, we will take questions that we missed last week in the last half-hour segment of the show. As a reminder, if you're sending questions to the show, uh, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com is the one and only place to do it. That's the only inbox where those questions are being accepted. And we've also stopped taking show comments. That's a blonde rule, I guess. I, I don't want to read people's comments. Questions only. Points of discussion. You know, there's got to be there's got to be something to discuss. Yeah, somebody just emailed me to like complain about last week's show, Sunday show. I was like, I didn't even respond to you. No, no. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Red Falcor is up first. Be help if I get in the live room. Red Falcor, you're good to go. All right. Uh, Red Falcor is up first. Oh. Oops! I grabbed the I grabbed the wrong guy. My Everybody bad. loves hearing their own voice. Or... I'm I'm sorry. I'm on a hot streak. There we go. There's Red Falcor. Hey, there we go. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Perfect. So, uh, I just wanted to be uh, just kind of get back into my old ways and uh, give you an extinct animal of the week. Okay. Uh, Gigantopithecus. Do I have to look this up, or should I rely on your description? No, you can look it up. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Oh, that's fake. Is that real? That's real. Oh, Skaggs, I, I love almost print. I almost spelled it correctly first try. Oh, sweet. It's a Bigfoot. It is indeed. The only one who ever lived... So this is an, a confirmed real creature. This is not a mythical creature. <clears throat> not mythical, although not our contemporary at any point, as far as I'm aware. Mm -hmm. Sweet. At least not in our current form, although there is some speculation that human beings have been alive or in our current anthropological state for about 2.5 million years. That's how long we've been f finding arrowheads. That's how long we've been killing things, which is some of the support for the carnivore diet. People who argue hmm. against it say, uh, there's no way we could have possibly eaten all those animals only all the time. 
but even though we are evolved from frugivores, fruit-eating creatures, we came to eat primarily meat as a species in order to thrive. I don't know thrive. that I've ever heard that term before. Frugivore. Frugivore, it's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, Any interesting facts about this Bigfoot thing? No, I just found it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see a story. There was apparently a, uh, a, a, a Bigfoot sighting in Washington recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy was all over the news there about that. I guess that's not necessarily new, new because uh, there are sightings in Washington all the time. But I appreciated the local news reports use use of the word big feet because I'm a proponent of the term big feet when talking about plural <laughs> Bigfoot specimens. Multiple Bigfoots. I don't like the term Bigfoots. I think that's weird. It's big feet. <laughs> it is odd to say yeah. it that way. All right. Uh, last word if you want it. Uh, that's about it. And uh, I just wanted to tell... Uh, the haters in the chat that the reason I've been able to be fluent for the majority of this call is because I'm low-level angry today, which helps me be fluent. Well, it does seem like as your contributions to this show have gone on, it seems like your speech pattern in this environment has improved. improved. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just a comfort thing. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to just say that I'm faking again. (laughs) They accused you of that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All all the time. And my favorite reason why that is ridiculous is because I would get to say a whole lot more if I were able to be fluent all the time. Hmm. So this idea that I'm just faking this terrible disability that lets me put in about half the words I would be otherwise able to is absolutely absurd. It's all a scheme for the sympathy, man. <laughs> That's right. All yeah, right. Just feel bad for me, everybody. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling. You guys have a good night. Cramit. I like that name. Cramit, you're good to go. Hello? Hey. What's on your mind? Oh, my goodness. Uh, first time caller. I've been listening to you guys uh, forever. Oh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. What do you want to talk about? Um, so I actually wrote you guys a couple uh, weeks back, maybe months back. Uh, I was talking about abortion, and mm-hmm. I said I just recently had read an article saying that an in utero surgery was a success, but I was wondering mm-hmm. how a person would answer the question of a uh, how would you answer the question of uh, a an Islamic woman wants to have a in utero circumcision on her female child, and you guys got everything right, but the only reason I, I posed the question to you was because that now that there has been a uh, successful in utero surgery, it's no longer a hypothetical situation. We have to actually answer the question. Can, uh, a a uh, circumcision is a surgery mm-hmm. and in utero, we can do it now. Yeah. Is it, is it her body, her choice? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that that changes much for me at all uh, in terms of the philosophy of the question, like just the circumcision question generally. Um, I think that if you believe that it is a, a distinct human life that is in that womb, then that's, what would be the distinction between in the womb or out of the womb? That's my point entirely, is yeah. that the Republicans, in my opinion, have a, a solid point in that if you believe it's uh, a, a single life, then A, you can say no because that's a individual life and can you abort it no because that's an individual life if you are a uh, democrat then you can say 
No, because, well, that child should not be circumcised, but yes, because that's her body, her choice. Hmm. Okay. I, I guess I'd have to have someone, you're making the argument, um, like a devil's advocate argument, basically, yeah. or you're making an argument you don't yourself hold. I no, wonder, I, or do you so hold that position? I, no, no, no. I, I, I'm pointing out the hypocrisy mm -hmm. of, of the idea. I saw that in utero surgeries are possible. And this is a real question. Could pro-choicers answer this question? Sounds you, like a trap. Can you pose the question yeah, one more time? Because I'm not, I'm not sure I understand the question that you're referencing fully. Okay. So uh, if an Islamic woman walked into a doctor's office and said, mm -hmm. I want to have a in utero circumcision on my female daughter, mm -hmm. the liberal would say, this is a this is a girl. You can't circumcise this girl. No, of course not. Oh, I see. But a conservative would say, uh, "This is this is a baby. You you know, like, no, this isn't your body, your choice." So they would agree, but for different weird reasons, or I weird think, reasons on the part of one party. I guess I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to point out the the large hypocrisy. No, of I, the I get pro life you. more. Yeah. Yeah. A pro-choice, you mean, or pro-pro-life? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, no, first-time caller. Sorry. <laughs> that is, a, that is a mind bender. How many times has this been done? Do we know how uh, realistic is this? So I don't know how many times it's been done. The reason that I asked the question was because I saw a headline that a news that article that said that it what that they had done it. Well, not the circumcision, but that they mm -hmm. had done a real uh, in utero surgery. Yeah, I mean, so all, I thought, of these, all of these medical advances, whether it's that, whether it's artificial wombs, whether it's just the ability to keep babies alive earlier when they're yeah. born prematurely, these are going to be questions that really poke a lot of holes in the idea that it is not a distinct human life worth protecting until the moment that it has been you know, naturally birthed at nine months and the mom wanted that to happen, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot of these interesting questions to think about, I think in the next, you know, decades time, probably. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to, to flesh that out with you guys. Can sure. I have one Appreciate last thought it. real yeah. quick? Yeah. Uh, so I heard, I hear the argument about circumcision being, uh, that, you know, less STDs. I like the, I, I, well, Hey, I'm circumcised. I guess my options are either I can, uh, wear a condom or I can wear a condom and have the tip of my dick chopped off. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the fewer STDs things, it's not even true. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. I just wanted yeah. to point out the hypocrisy of that as well. All right. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Guess who's back? Back again. Fonvoy's back. Hey, I'm back. Telephone. I was just, I was just uh, listening to that last conversation. Um, do you have a take on it? Uh, at the end, he just made the assumption that just because they have a lower chance of getting HIV that they don't wear condoms. I don't know if that's the case. I'd have to see what he was looking at. Um, that just seemed like an assumption that he made. But other mm -hmm. than that, I, I don't, I don't, I hate the abortion argument. It's really boring. It's overplayed. Really? Well, yeah. I, I won't, uh, I won't press you on it because it, it's your call. We'll talk about what you want. But um, well, I would, I actually wanted to request like a video then that you make um on like trans people and your opinion on them and where you get your data from that would be really interesting to see why don't you make a video about trans people and where you oh, get your data from 
Well, there's plenty of like videos on the left of like trans people, like on their like the videos of them or the data that I have. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't have an audience to share it with. You know, right? It's, it's kind of odd that uh, for several weeks in a row, you've called in and told me what I need to do, but you don't do these things yourself. It's pretty weird. Well, I, but I already am pro trans and I don't have a huge YouTube audience, right? But oh, pro trans. You, you don't have a YouTube audience. That's weird. Maybe you should build one. Um, I, I guess I'm pretty lazy. The, uh, but hmm. I just wondered where you get your data from. That was my big question about your what data. Well, like on whether or not tr being tra like transitioning is beneficiary, like beneficial for the for people involved. You, you don't seem to ben think it is beneficial. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I make it up. I pull it out of my ass. What do you want? Well, because you, you said earlier to me, or a few calls ago, that you don't believe in self-reported data. Is that true? I don't recall saying that, but there are problems with self-reported data, sure. Okay. Well, I, I thought that was really interesting because we use it for, like, everything. Like, you guys use the uh, women are happier in the home. That's self-reported data, right? Wow, a we're giant hypocrites. You got us, man. No, I'm just... <clears throat> Where, where'd you get your data on, uh, on women in the home? And you should make a video about Oh, from, from you guys. Oh, okay. You should really make a video about how we're wrong. I'd like to, like to listen to it. All right, you got a point? Um, well, I, I was just going to say there's a Cornell study that you could look into. Um, Cornell University has a um, huge meta-analysis of like 51 studies on the benefits of transitioning. Great story. Compelling and rich. Okay, we're moving on. Uh... <laughs> Fraggle Fraggle's up next. I'm sorry, dude. You're just being a douchebag. I don't know what to say. Like, don't call into my show and tell me what to do. First That's of all, too... it's what we know dot inequality dot Cornell. So I would imagine that um, this is biased. I do like metadata. Wrangle Fraggle, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Uh, not too much. I'm, I want to talk with you about uh, Bernie Sanders. Do you really think he's that big of a threat to the democracy? Uh, yeah. I think I think the guy's basically a communist. Yeah, I, I would sure be. He's, he's, his ideas are communistic, but I, do I, I have a I have a a thought that I can't quite seem to get rid of, which is the fact that he's lazy. I don't know. Has he ever done anything in the Senate besides vote? Has he accomplished anything? Does he have like a signature bill? Is that what you're right. asking? Not to my knowledge. I mean, he, he wrote he wrote the damn bill, the Medicare for all bill, but it didn't do anything. It's never passed. Yeah. So I don't even if he were to be elected, I have a suspicion that nothing would get done. Uh, probably not. I mean, you'd have you'd have to have for him to have free reign. He'd have to have a, not just a majority in the Senate, but a super majority. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd have to have a majority in the House. Possible. Um, but is there momentum for, let's put it this way. Would he have enough momentum to get something significant done like a Medicare for all bill? Possibly, possibly. I could see him getting one of his things through if he put I, all of his political might behind it. I don't think it would be him pushing it though. I think it would be everybody else. Cause this is the guy who was too lazy to make it in a commune. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't <laughs> think he would do anything at all whatsoever. Uh, well, I... He'll probably be ineffectual. I, would, I mean, he's not going to... People are going to fight him so vehemently on and everything. The other, the other thing to remember, I'm not saying the president doesn't do work. He does. But the president is also a very well-staffed individual. This yeah. is not Bernie Sanders personally doing all the work uh, from the Oval Office. He's going to have people in power who 
are going to be disproportionately young and disproportionately enthusiastic. So of all the Democrats, I would be the most nervous about Bernie Sanders personally in terms of health of the country. He, I think he would do a lot of damage to this country. I think he'd bring the economy to a screeching halt. Uh, if, if Bernie Sanders gets, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, let's put it this way. I'm going to buy some gold and some dried food and some ammunition. That's what I'm going to do. You should be all over that anyway. Yeah. Got some of it. You should take up reloading is what you should do. To hell with Uh, reloads. I'm interested. I'm interested in learning and, but you know, you got to buy the equipment, but do you have all that stuff? Yeah. I bought some, uh, about a month ago and I'm finally starting to, uh, I haven't gotten to the point of actually loading anything yet i'm still going through all of what i collected over the years and cleaning it prepping it hmm. so all right yep. last word from you uh blonde uh, would you be okay with me closing the um the gofundme uh next week oh that's still open i did not know that uh, as far <laughs> as i can tell yeah uh oh yeah i don't care yeah, we'll close it on Monday, and we'll make an announcement, I guess, on Sunday, too, if you don't mind. Ooh, maybe. Get a last chance. I don't know. I mean, this we isn't are, my fundraising operation. Yeah, we are. <laughs> just, I, I you do, don't have to promote it, just saying it's closing. But that's kind of indirect promotion. Yeah, I know? just don't want to look like I'm promoting it, because it seems like such an asshole move for me, you know? Just make, just tell everybody Raggle Fraggle is closing it, so that way you're just promoting me, and I'm promoting it. <laughs> well, uh, well, in any we case, can work, th- we can work around this. Thanks for organizing, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Fraggle Fraggle. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. This Cornell study's garbage. Okay, so it's it includes a meta study, so it includes like all of the the existing research. But if there's a cultural influence that's affecting the field, which there clearly is, and there's pressure on other data analysts and scientists um, to prove the benefit the benefit of hormone therapy, then it's going to infiltrate all of these. So it doesn't matter if it's a meta-analysis. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, I, it's, it, to me, it's such a lazy argument to say, well, the studies say, okay, good for you. Yeah. I, I don't need a study to tell me that men are not women and women are not men. And there's something inherently unnatural it about, also says pooling about data interchanging the two. from numerous studies demonstrates a regret rate ranging from 0.3% to 3.8%. Which is significant. Um, that it cannot possibly be that low. Let's let's look even at if some that's 20 accurate. year outcomes. Even if that's accurate, that's very think about a th- like what what would a 3.8% failure rate in a surgery be? That's that's significant. That's that would be considered somewhat risky. Well, what are they looking at? Are they looking at one year outcomes, five year outcomes? To do this properly, you'd have to see it through 20 20 years, I would say, minimum. I mean, well, get somebody into middle age as a transgender. You know, if we appeal to the authority and the, the studies say it, then there's no more argument to be had. You win, I lose. Game over. Regrets we are most likely it. to result from a lack of social support after transition or poor surgical outcomes from using older techniques. I don't know how they could possibly know that, but all right. <laughs> all right, sorry. All right. I uh, I'm excited to hear from our next caller. I'm surprised you even took the step of looking, man. At the on study? your eBay and whatever else. <laughs> and I don't care what Instagram page hey, you're on. Val. That was not me in the women's toilet. Them pictures was photoshopped. I don't even own a Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> well, hold I'm, on. I've got to it. Hello? We're very happy doing? to hear back from you, Del. Oh, it's been a little hey, bit. Hey, hey. Uh, how y'all doing? Yeah. We're all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was yelling at the, uh, across the rooms. 
Oh, y'all having a good time? Y'all having a good day? Y'all having a good week? Y'all having a good year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, getting over the sickness. Other than that, it's oh, been yeah. 2020 that so far. That coronavirus thing? <laughs> Something like that. To me, that sounds like an excuse. Is it Miss Me or does that thing sound like an excuse someone would give to Miss Work after drinking a bit too much the night before? <laughs> well, as we were saying, it's very unfortunate for the people at Corona. Their marketing and their stock probably took a hit. Probably. All I know is I, next time I go in, I'm going to be like, hey, boss, yeah, I'm afraid I came down with the 27 shots of Cuervo Gold virus last night. So I'm going to miss the rest of the week. Oh, All man. Right. Y'all, see that, y'all see that State of the Union last night? I cannot believe Last how. Last ten minutes, yeah, or something like that. Oh my! The whole thing was an entertainment show. I, I, oh yeah. man, it was the best. That was great. Nancy that was Pelosi. Yikes! That uh, yeah, that's something wrong with her. I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong with her. Here at the Double Wide, actually, we have what's called the uh, State of the Onion. Uh, that's when Maude makes the yearly check of the pantry to see if all the vegetables have gone bad. Yeah, we figure as long as nothing's moving around on its own, it's still good. That's fair. Oh, by the way, speaking of internets, speaking of internets, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but. Uh, People are not right in the head. There's this new internet challenge. Have you heard of this thing? Uh, people found out that apparently men have uh, taste buds on the boys, so to speak. This is a true thing. Have you seen this yet? No, this mm-hmm. is news to me. This is absolutely true. People have found out that men have taste buds on their uh, under under undersides down there. So uh, oh, they're doing yeah, that, what they right. call a taste challenge or something yeah. like that. I don't. I have no idea how that they're, thing works. It's like they're, they're dipping their, their balls in weird stuff because apparently they can their taste with your, meatloaf or with something. Going, yeah, it needs more yeah. salt, I think. Something yeah. like that. All I know is, <laughs> all I know is, I'm gonna be less likely to let someone else taste my food now. I can see it now. <laughs> no, I'll be like, hey Zeke, this steak tastes great. You should try it. Here, sure thing. Let me get my pants down. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, all right. Before I let you go, uh, just give you a quick mold update. Uh, she sure. got her own vehicle now, so she can stop borrowing my truck. Uh, oh, that's good. Because you know, I was, well, I was, I say so. I was that it was getting expensive replacing all the bullet holes in that tailgate. Uh, <laughs> Were those by you she, or someone else? No, or those people trying know, to get revenge like, on Mod. Well, like I told you before, she has some interesting friends, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, her her her, uh, her definition of getaway is a bit different than mine. Let's just say that, and the police are pretty much interested in it too. Uh, anyway, she's got this. Uh, I went ahead and put a sticker on the back of her truck just in case. You know how most of these people have signs on the back of the cars that say, How's my driving? You know, dial 800, da 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 da. So on the back of mods, I just put there, uh, she has one that says, How's my driving? Dial 911. Just cut out the middleman completely. You know, get <laughs> sure, yeah, efficient. All right. Y'all Thank take care, man. Yeah. All right. Bye. Okay. Chris to the J's up next. Chris, you're good to go if you're ready. All right. Hey, guys. Been a while. Hi. Yeah. What's on you? your mind? Uh, not much. Uh, first of all, Blonde, congratulations. Thank you. I started coming back and listening right when I found out that you were uh, expecting. So congrats to you and your husband. Thanks. Um, so I know a lot of people are probably going to be talking about either the State of the Union or Iowa, but I wanted to focus on something different. I've brought I was going to say, we actually had, we've had neither so far. Nobody's called and talked so about So take it. your it's, pick. It's early in the evening. You're sure to get somebody commenting on it. Um, but I thought I would bring back a favorite topic of mine, uh, the Convention of States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember talking about this before. All right. Uh, so just quick update. As of right now, there have been 15 states that have passed a resolution to, to call for a convention. Currently, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania are the next up on the block to pass the resolution. I believe Wisconsin just uh, had their resolution pass committee. And Pennsylvania had a uh, a hear- public hearing 
at the end of the past year or past legislative session in 2019. So one of those two will be number 16. And currently there are enough states with resolutions at least in the rotation of the legislation and sessions mm-hmm. um, to reach the minimum goal of 34 states to call a convention. So that's just sort of the broad r- overview. Um, I'm I'm willing to answer any questions with it just because I think a lot of people don't necessarily know um, much about the convention because there's yeah I, I mean you guys... this, well so this this is this would be done with the aim of getting constitutional amendments passed without Congress correct yes so okay like, for so example, a couple of the the amendment ideas were so one of them was uh, term limits on members of Congress mm-hmm. uh, balanced budget amendment. Uh, there was an amendment, I don't know the specific wording, but it's essentially saying federal government can't force specific states to fund federal projects, or it has something to do with um, state uh, income and tax revenue not sure. going to federal programs and stuff like that. Um, they have a full, I can't remember the specifics, but I do know that they had a full list of, I think, like five or six different amendment ideas that were proposed at a simulation they did a number of years ago. Okay. Well, that would be my question is obviously you have two practicality questions here. One is just getting the critical mass of the states. And then two is, is there enough commonality among the states that are in on this in terms of what they want to accomplish? Like are all the states signing up because we want term limits or we want X, Y, or Z, or is it just a bunch of states that are like, we're generally annoyed and we want to yeah, have well, a convention and talk about it. As yeah. far as it goes with the, the main group, so like the Convention of States Project, which is the main group that's going out to these different states, which are funded. It's all mm-hmm. funded by like small donations from people across the country. Um, so they're going around and they're basically giving a, I guess you could say a template of what states would ask for to sort of wrap it all into one big uh, resolution that gets sent to Congress. Um, as an idea of what to do. So like I've seen hmm. up on openstates.org and it's usually, it has something to do with either uh, term limits or just uh, regulating and limiting the federal power. I have also seen um, resolutions to call for a convention for the purpose of free and fair elections. That's not really anything that goes with the convention of states progress, but I guess you wrap it into that it's just not necessarily having to do with federal overreach and stuff like that that's more of saying like oh let's ensure free elections by overturning uh what was it the uh citizens united case or whatever so that you know you'll you'll have some things like that but most of the resolutions that have been passed have been dealing with um uh, public debt so like one of the resolutions is Public debt shall not be increased except upon a vote, a recorded vote of two-thirds of each House of Congress. Mm. Term limits, uh, limiting federal overreach by returning Commerce Clause to its original meaning. So Commerce Clause, was, it's been expanded to say like, oh yeah, federal government can have broad overreach over the states and commerce between the states, whereas beforehand it used to be just, oh, you have the two two different states come to an agreement about trading or working with. Um, So like for a good example, 
most of the Midwestern states could come to an agreement with the Keystone Pipeline and that whole pipeline stuff. But if the Commerce Clause was read with the originality, uh, constitutional originality, but as it is right now, you have to have federal government overreach and oversight, which mm-hmm. expanded the project over years instead of single year or a couple of years, depending sure. on how yeah. states want to together. All right. Um, um, we'll have to wrap it up quickly here, but if you have a last last thought, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'd just recommend to anybody, if you're looking, uh, if you want to find out more information, just go to conventionofstates.com. Uh, they've got a map up showing where uh, different legislation is at the process. Um, and this is just there. one other thing is that um, they've done polling in these different states, and overwhelmingly it's like – 50 to 75% approval from everybody in the state. So like 55% of Democrats agree for calling attention of state based hmm. off of the amendments that are proposed by this uh, nonprofit organization. Sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank ha- you. Have a good night. You as well. Bye. We're just about due for a break. So why don't we hop into a quick break? Someone call in so we can talk about um, Johnny Depp. Awesome. Oh, what happened? I didn't even hear. Some audio got released that showed that he was getting the crap beat out of him by Amber Heard, which is no surprise. I don't even know who that is. Is that his spouse or something? Yeah, but she totally like me too him physical violence style. In this current incident? There there were multiple incidents. It sounds oh. like they're just both kind of drug addicts that were beating each other up. Oh. But she sounds like she initiated a lot of the violence. Um Anyway, the right wing is all over like team Johnny Depp. I have an unpopular take about this. All right. Well, I, yeah, if anyone wants to talk about it, otherwise maybe we could fit it in on Sunday too. Although there's a million things to talk about. on eh, Sunday. It'll be old news by then. Um, really they, quick on uh, Streamlabs, just uh, Gannon says all callers are reminded of the Colin show standing exemption, whereby any discussions on circumcision are permitted 25 minutes of talk time. Just think waffle fries and remember. <laughs> Or skin deprived four two five. I didn't set that rule. My rule is about tater tots and chicken nuggets, not not circumcision. All right, thank you. Um, big LC looks like Pelosi needs her diaper changed. Probably another bottle of warm milk when you're at it <laughs> before she starts rib- ribbing up more papers. We'll talk about this on Sunday, but that was outrageous yet unsurprising. I feel like I'm a little bit of a pearl clutcher on this, which is weird because I normally don't have this reaction where I'm like, where I'm outraged by someone's, you know, ultimately meaningless behavior. It's not like she attacked a person. It's not like she victimized a person, but it, it was the level of disrespect for, and I know it's a show. I know it's kind of gimmicky, but come on. The guy's yeah. back home from Afghanistan reuniting with his family. That family up there doesn't, that, that son, that young man doesn't know his dad because he was hit by IED in Iraq. That Tuskegee Airman is a hundred goddamn years old and he looks like he's 50. I was saying yeah. even before, that guy's aged better than anybody I've ever seen in my life and he's been through a damn war. To shred that up was such a middle finger to the country but it was it, good for us, though, because it shows how petty. It was just spiteful old woman horse shit. And yeah. It shows everybody how petty she is. It was the uh, the optics. I can't believe it was awful. It was so bad. I, yeah. I, it takes it does take a I try to resist getting up here and, and <laughs> clutching my pearls and being outraged at someone's opinion or their, you know, objectively meaningless behavior. But that listen, you might as well wipe your ass with the flag of the Constitution, lady. Yeah, just really. fuck all the way off. That really pissed me off. 
Um, we'll talk about it on Sunday. Uh, the infamous Burt man. I'm forced to admit that the meta-analysis about trans treatment seems to be very convincing. I still think they have a mental disorder, but we can't dismiss research just because we don't like it. Uh, dig into the individual studies. I implore you to do that. I was unable to do it because I just looked at this for the first time. Uh, but it is just a study of studies. So if there's a cultural influence amongst the field, which there clearly is in transgender research, um, then I'd say that that's going to definitely affect the meta-analysis. Uh, Wordy the Bird, I still think that Trump v. Bernie would be will be very hilarious. Yeah, totally. And I should clarify about this um, Amber Heard thing. That was the last one. Since we're not going to talk about this on Sunday, and since we don't have very many Super Chats, I'm going to talk about this now. This is my show, too. Okay. Talk about this. Real um, quick. So she, she uh, threw a bottle at him, and he lost a piece of his finger. That's true. I heard that he contracted MRSA. I don't know if that's true. Burned his face with a cigarette, shat on his bed. That one is true. Spat on him. She mocked him about this, withheld his medications, punched him. All of these things are true, and she just seems to be the instigator. However, I am not saying this is justified or that this is not her fault. It totally is. But he was mesmerized by the opportunity to bang a younger woman who was clearly insane. She has a history of being insane. So I would liken this to like a chick being like, oh, I'm going to go out with this gangbanger. And then he beats her up, and she's like, how could this possibly have happened? Uh, he was dating an age-appropriate woman for like, 20 years before this Vanessa mm. Pierdes or something like that. So I'm not saying he deserved it, but like, come on, they practice good judgment with who you marry idiots. That's all. All right. There you go. Maybe we'll revisit it on Sunday. Maybe not. I've heard nothing about it till now. So I guess it's How? buried in the, in the news cycle. Um, oh, and real quick over on, uh, well, anyway, uh, Orwell's ghost, uh, hang on just one second. Uh, I just want to say thanks to uh, Peaceful, Pepper, and Ultraviolet. Thanks for being uh, top contributors on DLive. And uh, we're good over there as well. You there, Orwell? Orwell. I'll let him hang I'm out a second, see if he can chime in. Uh, after that is Discordian. Discordian, you're good to go if you're ready. <laughs> good evening. Hi. What's on your mind? Hey, I'll uh, keep it pretty quick. Um, in the midst of the Democratic Party's um, disintegration, I hesitate to even ask, but is uh, Bloomberg a threat at all in either of your minds? No. I think he's doing this just to improve his... Oh, did he did he uh, dump out is what I almost said? No, he's still well, here. No, oh, okay. I just heard oh, Orwell might have dipped out, but Orwell, if you're listening, I will grab you right after this. Um... I totally forgot what I was saying because my brain doesn't work. Oh, he's just trying to improve his self-image because he's so rich that uh, that this doesn't the, the cost of the campaign isn't really putting a dent in his net worth. And so I think that mm. this is a real image thing. I don't think that he has a chance in hell. No, I mean, there's two ways to look at Bloomberg, and we're still early. One way is to say, my God, this guy bought, bought his way to 8% support. That's incredible. The other way to look at it is, this guy has bought like, a significant portion of the available airtime in the entire country and has an almost unlimited supply of money to get his message out and can't clip 10% support. I, I just don't think there's anybody out there. I, I don't think there's enough ads in the entire world. I don't think you could run them all day, every day and all the daytime TV and every YouTube video that exists to get people to say, Oh, that Mike Bloomberg, what a very compelling, inspiring man. I can't wait to vote for him. There may be a select group of Democrats who are interested in him, but I think most people, one are not inspired by him. And two people like me or us just view him as the ultimate nanny state guy. 
ban the sodas, take the guns. I don't, I don't need a nanny, dude. I'll be all right. Yeah. So he, uh, I, uh, right. Do I fear his platform? Kind of like, I don't want to live under his leadership necessarily, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I don't, I don't view him as viable. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't view him as viable. Okay. Just making sure. Do, do you have a, do you disagree? Do you, do you view him as a, a threatening Not at figure? All. Um, it's funny. You mentioned a fond boy. Why don't you make a video? Well, as it happens where well, I'm trying to make one with a friend of mine, but I don't want to promote myself just yet. No, you shouldn't. Um, you absolutely well, first, <laughs> yeah. The really the short version is we wanted to talk about current events and root them, anchor them in a historical context. And mm. we were talking about two A because of all the stuff in Virginia, and of course Bloomberg's name came up. So I wanted to ask you guys about it. That's him. right. He is behind a lot of the financing in Virginia too, is he not? It's a little spooky. Yeah, he sure is. Mm. Mm. So, do you see a Super Bowl ad by any chance? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, for people who are listening, I totally bungled his Super Bowl ad. I thought that was a Parkland mom. It, I mistook it for a different ad of his that does have a Parkland person. I was really so we, confused during that segment, but I was thinking it was my pregnancy brain. So. No, no, I, I totally botched it. So we'll revisit okay. that story. Um, but yeah, and I need to, if the ad that you're talking about is the one that featured this George, George Kent, I think is the, the kid's name. And I, I shouldn't even... Yeah. I shouldn't even say kid because it turns out he was 20 years old when he was shot and it was some sort of gang altercation. It does lead you to the question. If, if the issue is so important and he feels so strongly in his position, why does he feel the need to use dishonest and cherry pick statistics? Gotta, and I haven't it. even dug into apparently the statistic of 2,900 kids per year killed by guns is apparently a very dubious stat too. It includes um, people up to 19 years of age. Okay. Which, and includes uh, suicides. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, you does, know, yeah. yeah, you know, that's the case. And then 19, the older you get in your teen years, the more it opens up to exactly the sort of stuff that we're talking about with like this George Kent figure. Again, they're not, they, th those things are problems. Uh, gang yes. violence, of course, is a problem. I'm not dismissing it. But the idea that like a simple gun ban is going to stop gang activity in the inner city, for example. Okay, good luck. You yeah. try I it. used to think he was simply ignorant of the issue, but he was a mayor. He's a presidential candidate. He's fantastically yeah, he rich. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have any... He's had access to too many experts and too many advisors, and I just don't buy it anymore. I think it's an act. Mm. Could so. be. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if he even wins a state. I think it'd be an accomplishment for him to win a single one. All we'll right. see if it happens. He's all in on Florida, I guess. That's where he's banking, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I just wanted mm. your take on him. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks. Mr. Khan. All right. Have a good one. You as well. Oh, and then somebody call in and we can talk about Jessica Simpson. I've amassed a lot of celebrity knowledge this week. My fiance watched that weird interview and said she was like tripping out on drugs or something. I don't think so. I mean, she was talking about her alcoholism and pill addiction, which, you know, uh, fine. I'm glad that she report purportedly got sober. But she came out with this big sexual assault claim and like mm. everybody was talking about it. Stefan Mullen, you made a video about it because she made it sound like she had gotten abused as a young child by an older man in the family. Turns out she's saying that she was sexually abused, but when she was six, um, but it was a girl that was seven years old. Oh, well, that's way different. Yeah. It's okay. way different. And it's, now everybody's uh, like, you go, girl, like you preach about your abuse. I'm like, that is a child sex play that does not constitute. It's not the same abuse. thing. It yeah. is not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Orwell's Ghost, thanks for being patient, man. If you're, no if you're ready to chime hey, in. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, picking me back up. I dropped out real quick. Sure. Um, yeah, I was uh, had a late night last night. I actually worked at the State of the Union, and um, I'm just getting you worked at the event. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really want to get into it. But the 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 funny thing is, is just I'm surprised nobody's talked about it yet, and we're kind of early, I guess. But the outrage, um, it, it's 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 been pretty fantastic. I thought it was a really good speech, but I was reading something on Twitter, and I got a kick out of this because I've been thinking about this all day. Um, Rashida Tlaib was responding to some move on thing about how well, the Senate just you know voted a dictator in, or you know they acquitted a dictator, and she wrote, <laughs> of course. Yeah, she wrote, it's worse than letting a criminal get off their vote created a dictatorship. My response was, wait until she finds out that Nancy of the House of Pelosi broke the law by destroying an official government document delivered to her <laughs> in an official capacity by the president. Is that illegal? I didn't I didn't heard that. Get ready for this. Yeah. 18 U.S. Code 2071 Section B, specifically mm -hmm. directed to custodians of public records. Any custodian of a public record who, quote, willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, <laughs> or destroys any record shall be fined not more than $2,000 or imprisoned, not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his or her office and be disqualified from holding any office under wow, the Wow, that's State. ironically an impeachable offense then. Amazing. I mean, if it's, if Does it's it matter that it was just a distributed copy of the speech? No, because that no, because I, I and I looked into this today. Apparently, her him handing that document to her is actually the official uh, the official record that is given to the House of Representatives under the Constitution of the United States. So she fucked up. Hmm. Okay, but I mean, nobody's. This is all. Is anybody no, serious yeah. about pursuing a no, legal avenue? No. I mean, I get it's trolly I, and it's fun, <laughs> but is anybody actually considering no, such a thing? No, I and honestly, I, I, just, you know, in spite of all the trolls that are on Twitter, I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody say it because one of the things that I'm really just hoping for is Donald Trump to come out with some really just trollish tweet that says something like, it would totally be in my powers to do this and I could totally <laughs> do it, but I'm not going to, yeah, you know, like have Bill Barr, you know, I don't know, arrest Nancy Pelosi for destroying a record under the Constitution. Like, I mean, that would be that would just be a, you know, again, a spicy tweet and yeah. it would totally trigger, you know, it, it would be great. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to have to look this up because that's news to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should yeah, have thought let it me, through. Uh, My question yeah, for I'll Pelosi, I, I would like to know, I don't know, maybe you've seen an answer to this. But has she answered the question of whether she planned to do this all along or did she is she saying she did it specifically because of response to the handshake snub? I know she said she gave a bunch of bullshit answers like, oh, that was the kind way to treat it. And I tore it up because he tore up the truth and this and that. But right. I, I, I'm genuinely curious how much planning went into the decision because it seems so politically foolish to me or at bare minimum, extremely politically risky. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was really foul political gamesmanship on her part. I don't know. I'm cooking dinner with my lawyer girlfriend right now, so I have to ask her. Mm. But one of one of the, uh, I, I I think that that obviously that was not well thought out. And you know, like I said, Matt, if you want to look it up, 18 U.S. Code 2071, Section Bravo. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll so, have to check this out. Yeah. All right. um, yeah, no, and and one last thing, and I'll I'll let you guys go. Blonde, my I had a funny conversation with my brother uh, about a week ago, and he's I, I'm fairly libertarian. He's like he's conservative, like you. And as a matter of fact, I said you need to watch Blonde's channel. And he said I'm not going to listen to her unless she thinks that 
women shouldn't have the right to vote anymore. And I said, well, funny enough, that she's the champion of that. the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, he said, yeah. he said, he was, I, I was talking about, you know, I was talking about one of my friends saw AOC. We, we, I, they were walking around downtown DC one day and I, I, I was like, shit, I was supposed to be with you guys. Cause we live in, we live in uh, uh, Northern Virginia, metropolitan DC. And my brother just turned around and goes, you know, she, I don't know how hot she is. But that chick has a great rack. And I, I was like, <laughs> and, and I, and, and I remember that video that she said, and I mean, those words are emblazoned in my head and you're like the downfall of Western civilization. It's not going to be, I don't know who by, but it's going to be, it's going to be brought down by an ethnically ambiguous 20 something with a 90 IQ and hot tits. Don't Did I say it. that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and, sounds and like I, a blondie and yeah, that was, I take. mean, that, that was, uh, that was just choice, choice description right there. But um, anyhow, yeah, that's all. That's all I want to talk. I'll, I'll get more historical with you guys next. Week all right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Have a good makes night. me think I'm so funny. I'm yep. so funny. <laughs> all right. We, uh, we're losing track of time. So let's, we got to keep I'm sorry. on it. Dangerous spaces, you're good to go, man. All right, yeah, we got him. Hey there. All right. What's on your mind, sorry, man? Sorry, I know you had that question. Um, well, I was going to... I, no, I, I don't. It's just other callers make fun of it. That's all. Ah, uh, Fair enough. I was going to suggest um, potentially impeachment, caucus, or state of the union. Take your pick, man. They're all. This has been uh, a fascinating week of political but, theater. Well, I was going to say, though, but if Blonde wants to talk about the Johnny Depp thing, I have heard a bit of the phone call listen to it i'll watch a couple of videos on it yeah go for it so we can talk about that so one of the things that really stood out when i was listening to the phone call uh oh, not a phone call what was it i think it was him recording a conversation they're having is what it was yeah. um and one of the things she said dollar store bear oh i gotta stop reading the chat while i'm talking to you guys hang on dollar um, store bearing is that what they called you yeah, that's worse than gay bearing. Thanks for that. Gay bearing. Uh, I know it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's just one of my favorite nicknames. Even though yeah. I don't think it's fair. I think it's. I do think it's a funny one. Anyway, I minimized the chat. I'm gonna stop reading it. Good. Um, yeah, it's a good call. But she, she said, and this is really stupid. She goes, because uh, they were, they were talking about. Uh, I think they were talking about a fight they had previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe the night before and he said something along the lines of you know you hit me and you started it which yeah you know she eventually uh she's like yeah i did that, yeah she <laughs> yeah. did start it hmm. but she was like i didn't punch you i hit you in the face and i'm like that's not really a distinction that makes it any better yeah and that's like the least like, bad thing that she did i think the gaslighting him is is really bad and then, of course, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. way worse injuries than getting, like, I saw that picture of his finger. He, like, lost the tip of his finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had mm. to go get it surgically. He had to get his finger surgically reattached. Yeah. Like, like even if you want to say, look, this might be mutually combative uh, abuse. Yeah. She's not the innocent victim that she's presenting herself oh, to Oh, no, I am not, not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this was clearly no, avoidable by Johnny yeah, Depp not, not, not marrying a crazy-ass bitch. She I'm had a previous you... domestic abuse charge with her lesbian ex-girlfriend or something like that. She's an yeah, ex-lesbian yeah. or is she bi? I don't know. Bi, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that you're saying that, but I just think because she's gone around and presented herself as purely the victim and clearly at minimum, uh, she's a co-abuser at minimum. Oh, I think she's worse than that. She seems like she's the yeah. primary abuser. And then he was just like, he's a drunk that's that's relapsed recently. And yeah, isn't I mean, totally in control of his faculties. So it's kind of like all hell broke loose. 
Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's video of him getting aggressive as well, and I don't know. It's kind of not really shown too much. It's just Doesn't he just from... throw something against the wall, though? That's totally different. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't know if it really showed him actually physically hurting her, but he definitely got frustrated and, and aggressive, but whether he got violent towards her is not... I can't remember. Yeah, hot, crazy Matrix, guys. Don't fall into this trap. Anyway, we gotta give you the boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any final thought before yeah. we let you go? Uh, yeah, well, let's do a quick Australian Word of the Week because I haven't done it for a few weeks. And sure? you'll guess it based on the clue. Okay. Uh, so the word is drongo, D-R-O-N-G-O. Mm-hmm. It's quite a common word in Australia, drongo. Um, every time um, I hear AOC speak, she sounds like an absolute drongo. A drunk? No, no. A... Diarrhea uh, mouth. Sorry? <laughs> Just a, no. a stupid person generally, or yeah. maybe like a, yeah, a mentally go, disabled yeah. person. Yeah, retard. I don't know if we go. I don't know if we go to mentally disabled or retard, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just general Australian slang for an idiot or a stupid person. Yeah, yeah. So. We were close. All right. Well, thanks, man. No worries. You guys have a good night. You all. Uh, is this? I fear this might be Kevin, but I don't know. Uh, Imam of Greater Ohio. Maybe Kevin's taking on a new job. I don't know who this is, actually. Imam, you there? Let him hang out for a second. Grin is up next. Grin, you there? Grin. Grin, I hear you're clicking. All right. Uh, Oop, hang on. Let me turn off the stream for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. What's on your mind? Well, uh, a lot, actually. So I, I kind of had to narrow down a topic. But uh, I, I think what I landed on, just because it's timely, uh, is it really interests me how this tearing up of Trump's State of the Union speech seems mm-hmm. to have enraged people and changed more minds than all of the uh all of the the scandals and all of impeachment gate combined and i'm really interested what you think like what maybe is in the american psyche that makes something like this more offensive than all of that combined so when you're saying changed minds you mean people who may have been like democrat friendly or sympathetic or yeah, are you saying think, you're saying change minds against Nancy Pelosi? That's what you're saying, right? Like, or or just people who are maybe kind of kind of fence sitters, and maybe they're like, I, I I don't really like Trump, so I'm probably just going to vote Democrat, and they don't really follow politics very much. But I'm seeing like a lot of anger from moderate Democrats about this. Well, that's and, good. I mean, I went on Twitter and I went under the ha- the trending hashtag classless, expecting to see everyone bitching about Pelosi, like I was. But at least half, if not more, was people posting how Trump is classless for various reasons. Yeah. And it's Twitter. It's not real life. So I have, you know, I know that's not an accurate gauge, but I I would be curious. I, I bet that you're right that more people are persuaded against her by that, generally speaking. But I wonder how true that is. Like, I wonder. I'm sure I'm sure it inspires her faithful. Like the Democratic yeah. Party faithful are encouraged by this. But to your point, how many people who are like, well, you know, I'm I'm independent. I'll see who the nominee is and consider my vote. I wonder how many of them 
like what their yeah. what their opinions were on something like that. So you're you're asking, um, what is it about that that's so offensive? Yeah, because honestly, it, it seems to me, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me like this is sort of a particularly American thing to be mm-hmm. angry by that. Um, yeah. Like I think it I think it would be seen as juvenile in a lot of cultures, obviously, but it really makes Americans mad um, in a way that I don't think is, like we can maybe rationally um, explain. For you know? me, it for me, what made me so mad about it was the context in which it fits. Did Trump's speech have some partisan jabbing? Yeah, it did. However, the bulk and the focus of the speech was America's doing great. We have a lot of optimism for tomorrow. And by the way, here are some families who have contributed and sacrificed greatly in the pursuit of the fantastic country that we've built. To tear up that, and that's how I see it, is tearing up that bulk of the speech, to me, is so disrespectful of it's the a country. a symbolic act of hatred. And, well, and it's who she is. Like, you are supposed to be, you're third in line for the presidency. You're supposed to be, basically, the chief legislator in this country, one of the heads of the three branches of government. And and I don't know how you do that unless you, I guess, here here's my difference on why, I, like, the handshake snub, one, if you think Trump did it, and that's even debatable. But let's say he did snub her handshake. Yeah. To me, that's a snub of the person. It, they just it, impeached him. Who cares? And it, maybe it's a breach of etiquette on a person. You could debate that. He's notoriously but, uncouth. But yeah. what well, and, Nancy and she Pelosi... Botches, she botched his introduction, too. Which yeah, she, she did, did that, that deliberately, yeah. And yeah. so if you want to, like, take jabs at each other, the people, fucking fine. But I view, as, I view what she did as a absolute shitting on the country. And that's why it pissed me off so much. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. We well, got to wrap I, up the call. I, Do you have any final thoughts, though? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I I just want to say that I think that it probably was not pre-planned. Like, if I had to mm. guess, my intuition says that this was just her lashing out at having to have saw, sit through an entire speech of Trump basically talking about his accomplishments knowing that all of her impeachment schemes were basically over and that, you know, in the polling, it kind of bears out that public opinions against her. Um, I think she just was throwing a tantrum. Tampered. So you think she, she was, just got yeah. pissed in the moment yeah. and just reacted that way? I do. Yeah. And mm. I think for that reason, um, that's, I mean, it lends a lot of credibility to blonde's opinion on women in the legislature. <laughs> we need to remove her immediately. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and who knows? Uh, I, we might have age as if like the lady belongs in a home with Joe Biden. Can we just be frank? Like the, you passed your time. Somebody but. needs to call Joe Biden's mom. Yeah. You listen, did you listen to Mike Pence? I'll, I'll be quick here. And then we got to let you go. But did you hear Mike Pence uh, doing some interviews and explaining? He doesn't even know who she was talking to. He's like, I'm not sure if she was talking to me. Or an invisible friend. If you saw her the whole time, she was like, we were joking that she was uh, nodding over to Ilhan to detonate her vest. Now's the time. She's giving her the cue. (laughs) But she appeared to be talking to nobody in several instances. Yeah. During the speech. Well, uh... And chewing on, I don't know, chewing on whatever, her dentures. Oh, poor woman. Well, uh, I, I, I hope that she'll... 
I hope that she'll find whoever she was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner rather than later, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. All right. She'll well, become thanks, an apparition herself. All right. Thanks, man. Um, one last thing. Just before I go, Blonde, my wife complimented your lipstick, and she oh, wants to know you. how you do it. So It's lip know. liner. I'm scared to like get lipstick on the inside of my mouth because I'm pregnant. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything gotcha. is poison. Everything's poison. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Pass it on. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Imam, are you there? Maybe not. Uh, MCNN is up next. Maybe we'll get our uh, breaking news update. Do we have any breaking news from MCNN? We do. Okay. How are you guys doing? All right. Breaking news from MCNN, Matt Christian right. News Network. The yeah. entire city of Wuhan had information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Okay. This may be why the bioweapon, commonly known as coronavirus, Kong flu, and Winnie the Pooh flu was uh, released. Okay. In other news, we have a poll taken that on BTAB, Beauty and the Beta dating site, we can confirm that the average woman on the site has a longer dick than the average man. Oh, come on. News relating just... to the State of the Union. In a raging temper tantrum, Nancy Pelosi ripped up the results of the last 10% of the Iowa caucus. Despite this, they declared the winner to be anyone but Bernie. Yeah, More news Buttigieg, from the Japan. State of the Union. Democrats reenacted the 1924 Klan rally, Klan bake, where... All, they wear where they were wearing all white at the state of the union and flashing the white supremacist <laughs> yeah. hand symbol commonly known yeah. as the okay sign which forms a w for white and a p for power this horrible activity was displayed lewdly by most of the party especially the progressive members when trump asked for a bipartisan support on a medical price reform bill most important news of the night Starting immediately, anyone who is not subscribed to Beauty and the Beta Clips will be purged from the Discord <laughs> okay. Discord as a foot fag and declared a homosexual. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That that will conclude this week's story from Thanks Access and News Network, your most trusted it. source in real news. <laughs> and at least more trusted than CNN, I think. Yeah, Thank you really. for that. Obviously. Uh one of the I mean, great moment of the week that is already buried in the news, but did you catch the caller? On so uh, on CNN, one of the precinct heads trying to report the votes in Iowa. Did you see this clip? Okay, so you know the whole thing was a fiasco. The app doesn't work. They're trying to call the vote their their uh, results into Democratic Party headquarters in Iowa. One of the precinct heads trying to do that, who's been on hold for like an hour, is on the phone live with Wolf Blitzer explaining how this thing's just a mess. And then Chuck he, Todd goes, "This is an effing disaster." Oh, I, I I heard that happen, but I haven't heard the clip. That's funny. And, uh, and anyway, so Wolf Blitzer is talking to the guy and he finally gets through and they say, hello, this is Democratic Party headquarters. He goes, okay, Wolf, I actually got through. I need to, uh, I need to report the results now. And Wolf says, well, can we listen in? Yeah, sure. All right. This is me here. And so, so, ah, shit, she hung up. <laughs> the lady at headquarters just hung up on the guy. Oh man. Fantastic oh, live news. I didn't hear Chuck Todd though. Is that all he said was this is a fucking disaster. This is an effing disaster. Was it Chuck Todd? Let me know. Someone the said that, but. Yeah, uh, God, I, I maybe someone will talk about it a little bit more. I will certainly talk about it on Sunday. I'm an Iowa truther, man. There is no goddamn way that Pete Booty Judge won. Um, I I get it. The system's weird. You know, it's depending on how the 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 support falls. Certain yeah, candidates can come out. Of, Pete Booty Judge is polling. I am open to the possibility that this was sheer incompetence. It reminded me of the Obamacare website. 
I mean, Horror could be. Shows. Pete Buttigieg did not win, man. I'm, no, I, Mayor no Cheat, way. Iowa Truther, 100%. Sorry. Uh, well, how, what your... percentage of the votes? They're not done, are they? They're saying that Pete Buttigieg got like 28, 27, 28% of the popular vote. No goddamn way. The only way that happens is if like every Yang and Tulsi vote that got eliminated because of the threshold went to Pete. And I just don't buy that. Yeah. I just do not buy it. Sorry, Ikrin. I appreciate your No, patience. you're fine. <laughs> it, dude, it's a wonderful night in the neighborhood. Well, something like that. All right. Uh, question two. Do you think colleges and high schools are pressing more on essays and more fictional items, or at least not even quality fictional items, and they should be focusing on more non-fictional items and essays about, for instance, I'm going through a book club of The Great Terror, and I've actually asked several couple of people around town no one has ever even heard of the uh the story about the great terror i don't know i'm too far removed i have no idea what the focal point on high schools or colleges is anymore unfortunately but yeah. uh i would welcome your your elaboration on the story if you want because i i just well uh the great terror is basically the uprising of stalin in the 1930s purge it deals with how Lenin w had a stroke and he had uh, two protégés that were fighting against each other, Trotsky and Stalin. And mm -hmm. it was a, a total uh, infighting with one another. And I think it's important that people actually read up on that so that way people are not... Uh, yeah. Have a better understanding of what the situation we are having right yeah. now. It, when I reflect back on my like civics education and um, even like m my major in political science was not, I was not, um, I wasn't like a political theory guy and, and looking at like the, um, a lot of political philosophy or the, or the founding philosophy, even in high school and stuff, like we learned the way government works, like, oh, this is the way Congress works and this is the way a constitutional amendment works. But in, in my education experience, and I don't know if you shared this blonde, the why question was probably pretty lacking. Yeah. Like here's why, here's the way our government is. We learned that, but here's why it is that way. Not very common. And similarly with communism and a lot of like the Russian revolution, I did yeah. learn those things, but in terms of the why questions about the philosophy, not very much. So those things were definitely lacking for me. Those are things I've thought about more later in life than I did when I was actually in school. Yeah. Or for that matter, even the Great Escape. Uh, you don't hear many people talk about uh, how 75 people uh, escape uh, Stalag Lufik 13 and were able to make great trouble for all of Germany during World War II. Mm. I mean, that is definitely something worthwhile remembering and something that's actually fantastic to learn about. Mm. Uh, right. Final thing is, yeah. uh, I got your advertisement all set up and ready with the design. I don't know whether I should put the logo on it or not, but uh, I'll just send it out wherever it may go. Okay. So I'll I'll make it as randomized as possible and see how this plays out. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right. Peace out. It was right. Chuck Todd. Yeah, I'll have to hear it, but uh, pretty fine. Yeah, I mean, if all he said is it's a fucking disaster, I I agree. He said effing. <laughs> yeah, that's the nota the notability of it.
uh, all right. Embarrass- well, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's like they're trying sense. to run the country and they can't even get a fucking caucus together. Well, I know, and I know that's kind of a cliche point at this point, and you know, everybody's saying it, but the truth, there is reality to the idea. Like, I want to hear, I'm not even saying this in a trolley way, I genuinely want to hear from left wing people who genuinely believe after watching that disaster that, yes, I still want these people to control and micromanage every important aspect of my life. I, I can't yeah. see. And the, the only defense I've heard, I had Twitter people coming back at me when I'm talking about this, is, well, this was mismanaged by a private company. It was a, a, a private company screwed up. Who selected Who the selected private the company? company? Don't you think the government's going to outsource certain tasks to whoever when they're managing your education or your finances or your health care or whatever else? Do you think it's literally going to be Bernie Sanders doing all the paperwork on everything? Yeah. <laughs> it's baffling to me, but yeah, that's uh, interesting to talk about. All right. Uh, just, we, we do need one more break real quick over on uh, Streamlabs. Mm-hmm. Candace says, blonde, you look like you're feeling a little better and less tired. I'm hoping so. Also that print top looks amazing on you. Oh, and hi, oh, Matt too. You. Well, thanks. It's a robe because I'm fat now. Oh, it is a robe. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I am a little bit less tired, but way more depressed. So if anybody has any advice on how to deal with that during pregnancy, I'd really appreciate it. Prepartum? You got the prepartum depression? It's called antenatal depression. Antenatal? Mm-hmm. Antenatal? How are you so. antenatal? Antenatal. Thanks to uh, Darth Jones for supporting the show over on DLive. And Does sure. It Matter says, uh, if Buttigieg didn't win Iowa, then who di- then who did? It had to be Bernie, right? Well, I just don't know. All I will say is I don't know. We have two things happening here. You have a really weird system that, yes, I will still defend Iowa's right to run their really weird system. If they want to run it that way, that is their state's right to do it. But that necessarily skews the the popular vote uh, as a proxy for like the will of the people. Because 15% is a pretty high threshold of viability. So if you have 10% of the people there who want to support Tulsi or Yang, they're automatically eliminated. They got to go somewhere else. That's kind of inorganic. Yes. So you have that. But then the rest of this is just, I don't trust the reporting. I don't trust this app that doesn't make any sense. They were calling in on the phone with pictures of people standing in certain areas and then you're supposed to count their heads. I just don't trust the system. So it says 92% reporting, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, 26.5, 26.5, Bernie Sanders, 25.6. So a, basically a statistical tie almost. Um, Are they going to do a recount or is this there's, the recount? There like isn't really, the recount is, that's the thing is there aren't, um, there is like a paper record of who was in what group supporting what people, but there's not like a uniform ballot. That's not a thing. Yeah. There's not a thing like every voter went in there and checked the, the bubble next to Bernie Sanders or Pete Buttigieg's name. So to answer the question, uh, I don't know. And I don't, I truly don't think we ever will know in any certain sense, but, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Iowa's way. We'll see if they change it. We'll see if they stick with this caucus system or if they just abandon ship and go primary in so coming crazy. years. Um, Michael Martin, Michael Mark Martin, sorry. The guy running the Iowa caucus has treated it the same way. Mayor Pete treats his husband's ween. He blew it. <laughs> Wow. Is that worthy of Matt's rim job? I mean, rim shot. Lots of layers. Of there. course. Sexual layers. Don't give that to him. Uh, as the low brow. Low brow. 
this show oh, we're, is like we're very highbrow, highbrow right classy humor only please um nala black i'm really disappointed that warren isn't going to win the democratic primary primary i really wanted to watch the president bust her balls in the debates also tool lyrics matt and i totally did butt stuff once shekels that that, that is the most <laughs> notable a notable one those, reason one of those lyrics. b-sides yeah. yes Biker Bob 59 Blonde, you're stunning. Hey, Matt, what do you think of Western Canada joining the U.S. and becoming the largest state in America? Uh, I would trade a lot of, um, well, I I should say I haven't really, I've been to Canada once when I was like 13. I went snowboarding in Whistler. That was it. But I've heard Alberta and British Columbia are very cool. And certainly there are parts of the United States that I know are not very cool that almost certainly have to be less cool than Alberta and British Columbia. So I would entertain a trade. Yeah. Potentially. Um, quantum football. Hey, Matt. Oh, Matt blonde. And I once caucused together with the app failure left no record of it behind. Uh, uh, Darlene Kate. Sorry. I wasn't watching live to save you guys on Sunday. My internet <laughs> sucks lately. Here's my penance. Thank you, Darlene. Thanks, Darlene. Yes, we did need just, uh, some, some nice, wholesome things said to save us from what was going on. I know, darling, you're the best. Neo Unrealist. Shadow Inc. spun off from the Clintonista staff super PAC. I heard this. Largest single donors, George Soros, 2.6 million. Buttigieg campaign also paid $60,000 for unspecified work. Iowa yeah, caucus disaster, sketchy as hell. Yeah. Mayor cheat, man. Yep. Mayor cheat. Uh, let's circle back. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, 20 minutes left for calls. And then we'll catch up with uh, the rest of uh, Super Chat at the end of the show tonight. Keep me on the clock because I want to get through as many people as I can. I'm Rominous. not trying very hard. I'm sorry. Rominus, you're good to go. Yo, sorry. Can you guys hear us? Yep. Yeah. Hello. How are you going? Long time no speak. Sorry, I haven't uh, been in for a long time. Sure. Well, thanks for calling back. No, you're more than welcome. Um, and first things first, uh, my best wishes to Blonde because I haven't literally called in for months. Um, congratulations. And I hope everything's Thank you. going well. And also, whilst I was away, I did catch uh, you and uh, Robin with your new shows. So congratulations oh, on that too. I think that's a, um, I think it's a fabulous thing you guys are doing both for, um, I think both for women and for men. I think it's a re- relatively fabulous insight for. Um, oh, you know, I young really appreciate generally. that. So, no, no, well done. Um, you know, because you get all kinds of people with like, you know, with the twenties um, or thirties, whatever, and sometimes I don't really hear it from the female perspective. But if they do, it's left wing. So, um top marks i think you guys are going great so keep it up please thanks um what i was i was gonna actually put a question to you guys um but i might start with uh the shit show that was iowa and Mm. the um state of the union they sort of all happened in relatively quick succession yeah um the tearing up of the paper by pelosi was uh sort of hilarious and shocking at the same time and yeah, it's you guys have kind of been on this track already, but these people who want to govern every aspect of their lives from credit to grave can't literally hold a caucus in a state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, 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 as I was saying just a moment ago, like I, I don't even bring that point up to troll. I, I bring it up. I, I would love to hear from people who hold those views simultaneously. Iowa was a disaster, but this party and its politicians could manage literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it also goes to show to you that with the left as well, there's this propensity to for them to either, how can I say, be willfully incompetent so that they can use as an excuse to gain more power and then are just completely inept because they've never had to survive in a meritocracy before. And these are the same people who get into the public service and then talk down to people saying, oh, no, hey, you, you know, gun grabbing Bible um, basher, we're going to yeah. control how you live. Yeah. And it's well, a relatively shocking 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's anecdotal, of course, but I saw episodes of exactly what you're describing in those Twitter interactions. It was it was people saying it was a private company that screwed this up, and so the idea is government had the power. They delegated it to a private company. Private company screwed it up. So in the future, the solution is government keeping all the power and not delegating it to a private company. That was the mistake, is that the government didn't seize. They delegated power instead of hoarding it all. Yeah. That, that's exactly. the lesson. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then you see, like, the uh, the donation list, uh, I think, was it um, uh, Pete and uh, Soros were the two largest donators to the to the app developer or some yeah. something like that. Like, there's some weird corruption going it's like oh the dnc being corrupt imagine my shock yeah well even uh donna brazil was up on fox news that's where she works now and she was saying something to the effect of man they better get their act together because people are going to think this is rigged and it's like thanks donna why would they think it's rigged i wonder yeah Could you remind us huh, how it went four years ago oh my god anyway we gotta give you the boot exactly. you have any final thoughts uh, yeah, well, I was going to pose a question to you guys, but I'll call in next week because, um, like sure. I said, I do want to talk about Europe and uh, my travels. But um, what I will say is uh, with Pelosi and the, the paper tearing, you made the reference, Matt, that uh, you've seen a lot of uh, discussion of you know, people being upset about it, and particularly mm -hmm. centrist or non-committed people. What it is, is it's kind of indicative, too, of this thing that the left do, um, and I'll try and condense this very quickly, that they'll be hugely incremental over like 30, 40 years. Take like gay rights, for instance, or breaking down of marriage laws or what have you. They take a long time. They're very sort of epochal about it, right? And then they like achieve a number of things and then accelerate. And it's kind of, you know, kind of like gay marriage to we got to inject a nine-year-old with hormones. That, that's kind of the transition. And same with Pelosi. She's taken out the the decency of politics and, you know, with all this you know twitter politics and you know five minute news by thing she felt that she could activate her base by tearing up those pages and what she's done is actually disgusted the people who sit in the middle that the left have actually lost control and been losing control since 2016 and since brexit and guys yeah. buckle up it's going to get fun yeah yeah i think that's nicely summarized yeah they Thank get you, greedy that's just it. what happens anyway yeah. guys good luck oh sorry Oh, no, go, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, like, good luck, guys. And um, I look forward to calling back in now that I'm back. So, um, yeah, keep sure. it up and I'll keep listening. Godspeed. Well, thanks for calling. Bye. Thanks, guys. Okay. Uh, Saint is up next. Saint, you're good to go. No. Oh, dipped him out. Let's try again. Might be on mobile. Saint, you there? Saint. Hello? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. It finally worked. Discord was giving me trouble there for a second. Are you on mobile? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing I got. You know, Mo mobile's always Jersey a gamble, tonight. but it's working for now. What's on your mind? Uh, so I, I called in a while back and I asked for some advice on my job. Um, I told you guys I was an over the road truck driver. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to say thanks for. Um, the advice on on routine sure because, can you uh, uh can you remind the listeners like what your predicament was and then what you decided to do uh yeah so i struggled with a lot of a lot of or i struggle with depression and um yeah it, it can get pretty bad while i'm out on the road by myself and uh i was trying to decide whether or not to quit my job even though i love this job That's right quit my job just for my mental health or um and uh i decided not to so um, I stayed out, and I'm going to keep doing this for uh, for a while. 
Oh, good. Um, but yeah, what I ended up doing is I, I you know, I actually bought a, a, a truck fridge and, you know, stuff to cook food and that's become hmm. my routine. Cool. So is that's, I cook, you know, a simple meal every night. I clean up the truck. I let the dog out and then I, you know, go and do my workout and whatnot. So yeah, that's the, the routine has certainly helped out a lot. It's helped good keep me focused and then keep my mind off of, uh, any anxieties that I might have. Mm. Good, I'm glad to hear and, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that too. I mean, I, I don't know if it's true yeah. for everybody, but certainly, and I'm sure we talked about it at the time, man, like, uh, I don't know what it is about routine, but I crave it and it makes me happy. And if I get knocked off my routine and you know, everything in my life is chaos as opposed to structure and, um, repetition at some yeah. level, yeah. then well, yeah, I, mean, I get, yeah. I get agitated and anxious and annoyed. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad it works I mean, that's, you. that's the difficult, difficult part about this job is that, uh, you know, the whole job is chaos is that yeah. Yeah. from one place to the next is I have no idea what or how I'm going to have to maneuver the truck, what the place is going to look like, where the doors are going to be, where the you know docks are going to be, where anything is going to be at. So the whole thing is chaos is I never know where I'm going to go. Mm. So, and, and that was hard, but you know, essentially, you know, I just had to find a way to make a routine for myself, even though nothing in this job is a routine. You yeah. Know, I'm waking up at different times, going to different places, doing different stuff and talking to different people every single day. Mm. Yeah. So, but all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's worked out, man. That's really good to hear. And thanks oh, for following and up. Just la last thought real quick. Sure. Yeah. Pa or the, the prevailing theory when I watched uh, Pelosi tear up the paper, me and my little brother, I told him that it, that was the, the signal, but the assassin's gun malfunctioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Cyborg. Cyborg Griff specifically. You there, Cyborg? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep. loud and clear. All right, so what I want to talk about today is, um, well, let's start with a question. I want to just ask you guys what you think, um, what you think is a little too much when it comes to uh, brands that are a bit egregious with their marketing about social justice, stuff like that. Mm. and. Um, I'm coming off of this because we've seen plenty of that at the Super Bowl, and um, I there's also um, who was it uh, Bloomberg with the big gay ice cream stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I remember. Um, so, what do you guys think is a little too in your face uh, when it comes to like this kind of marketing campaigns? It's a, it's a good question. I I wonder all the time about what the rules on this should be because. Uh... Like, uh, I, like, for example, I have, I used to love, um, Nike shoes. I'd wear Nikes all the time. I think blonde did too. Right? I would, oh like, yeah. Totally. My favorite, favorite shoes are Nikes. Yeah. I, I can't stand them now because of Colin Kaepernick. I don't wear them anymore. Don't buy them anymore. On the other side of these sorts of things, like I still use a, a Mac to edit my videos, even though I think, uh, Steve jobs or not uh, Steve jobs. What's the, the guy who came after him? Um, the current uh, CEO of Apple, Tim cook, cook. Tim cook yeah. gave one of the creepiest Orwellian authoritarian speeches to the ADL oh, yeah. I've ever heard. That's right. And by the same token, I also like companies like say black rifle coffee, not to give them a free shout out. They're unaffiliated with the show, but my point is I like that their marketing is guns and patriotism. Like 
even though that's sort of like the same thing in a different, it's kind of political in the, in a different direction. So is that hypocritical? Is it hypocritical for me to say, oh, well, I'm annoyed that the hummus company put drag queens in my face, but I really like that Black Rifle Coffee throws AR-15s in my face. I think that's um, a little, I think that's a little different because, hmm. um, because I don't think we see a whole lot of that in the mainstream, whereas we see a whole lot of, <laughs> we're seeing a whole lot of now of, you know, drag queens and go women and all that stuff. Yeah. I think, I think um, one of the companies that come to mind when it comes to these egregious, uh, these egregious marketing campaigns is REI. And oh God, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, REI, it's really bad. I've, I've seen bumper stickers from REI of one that said, uh, walls are meant for climbing. No, oh, good for and then you. I've, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen, you know, their And some of these logo. are good companies. It's like, why? Can I just yeah. enjoy your product? I'm so tired of boycotting people. Yeah. And another thing you just reminded me, Matt, you just reminded me of, um, was it Ben and Jerry's where they had that little, oh. uh, that I, I don't, what it was at a press conference or some kind yeah, of, yeah, like, they had, they had an anti Trump ice cream flavor. Yeah, I know. And their what? soy boy CEO who looked like he, you know, he just came out of a smoke shack in Burlington, Vermont or wherever the hell he, they're from. Uh, yeah, they got up there and they had, it was called like peak, it was a pun. You know how their their ice cream names. It was like puns. resistance. Like, something. Pecan resist. Yeah. Like we can so. resist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ben and Jerry's is a tough one because I absolutely hate their politics. I hate how in they. But fit their in. ice cream is so good. Their cookie dough ice cream is the greatest thing ever. And recently, this is the biggest challenge. You know, they have the cookie dough bites just in a bag now. You can get just the cookie dough bites. Best thing Ooh. ever. I, I can't deny how delicious it is. I don't eat it frequently, but I, I did try it. I had to. Broke down. <laughs> yeah. I so think, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that there are rules on this. You know, I, it's, I've, I've sort of frustrated myself into a corner because I thought I'm going to I'm going to go insane, like evaluating the politics of every consumer good I purchase. You yeah. Know? At, at the end of the day, I, it's all really based on your personal preferences and really yeah. how much you are willing to take. Uh, just to kind of give an example of uh, marketing campaigns that doesn't bother me is the Sprite one. Remember that one of, I think it was like... This the wasn't too pride. long ago, was it? It was, uh, we talked about it on the show. It was Surprise Cringe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah there was like was. a foreign one that was like, oh, it was it was like two gay guys going to a pride parade or something like that. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. just gay guys. There was some children involved in there and it was a little... Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, but to me personally, I don't have too much of a problem with it, even if it is a little bit annoying. But I'm not going to stop buying Sprite for that very reason. It also yeah. depends how much you love the product too. Like if it's a like for example, Procter and Gamble and um and Gillette with their nonsense. Listen, uh, I, I'm not so yeah. loyal to your razors uh, that yeah. I won't buy a different one. I, fuck you. You know, in the case <laughs> of like replacing my entire computer. That's, but then it, it also matters, like, if it's the best. Uh, my yeah. Nike shoes are, they're the best shoes. You still I, wearing them? Fuck yeah, I'm still wearing them. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get do. rid of shoes I already bought. That only hurts me. Yeah. If I'm going to yeah. engage in a boycott, I will not buy future products. But that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not going to, doesn't it hurt the company more for me to wear out the products that I have? I don't know. 
Anyway, we have, clearly we were interested on this one. We've gone over time, but I'll give you a quick last word if you want. Yeah, I'll just say um, I really appreciate you, Matt, for hosting this call-in show. I really wish more um, more political commentators did this. I feel like a lot of, especially for, I think, left-wing YouTubers could uh, they could benefit from having uh, a show about having people voice some of their opinions, especially some that disagree with them. And even if we don't really like him, we all really don't like Fonboy. I think. <laughs> I, hey, man, Fonboy can keep calling in. I, I'm not going to do yeah. anything to Fonboy, but I will admit, I'll freely admit, I'm a little bit annoyed with uh, the the takes that he's bringing, but. He's free to do that. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I appreciate it very much. And um, as much as we joke about like how this show is just off the cuff and you know, and you never know how it's going to go. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes we're like, what the hell are we even talking about? Uh, it, it is a great place to connect with the audience. And we, uh, you know, we enjoy doing that and we appreciate the audience that we have. And that's why we keep doing it. So thank you for participating in that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So you guys have a good night. Thanks, Bye. man. Well, that was that was very kind. That's exactly the uh, as I mentioned, what was it a week or two ago? Where it's like rewiring your brain to take that moment of recognition and appreciation for the positivity, yeah. and not fixate on the negativity. At some level, that's like reversing human nature, at least for me. Yeah, but you got to try. You got to try to do it. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Cyborg. Uh, sophist chemist or sophist? Is it sophist or sophist? Sophist. Mr. Nazi. Chemist. You were debunked by Polly Dice, and you know it. You know it. You're a fucking Nazi. And you, you lied about the Putnam study. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if this is a bit or if it's sincere. What's going on? I don't know. Did he do helium first? I don't know. Did he hang up? Was that real? He's still here. Did I lie about the Putnam study? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. I'd I like did make a video about that. Which was awesome. Everybody should check that video out. Okay. Well, uh, you're you're still hanging out. What did I'll he say you... to you? I didn't understand. You were debunked by Polydice. Uh, Polydice is Poly a person Dice? who made videos about me and then refused to engage uh, person to person. So I don't know who that is. Uh, it's, a, it's a person a person who's a coward, frankly. <laughs> what a weenie! Why wouldn't you deepen your voice if you're going to do something like that? I don't know. I don't know if it was serious or if it wasn't, but. Probably not. Architecture, you're good to go if you're ready. And Sophist, you're you're free to continue whenever you want. Hello. Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Oh, you have a normal tenor of voice. Well, thank you, and congratulations, by the way. I don't. Thank you. Oh, I can't hear. Oh, there we go. Can you? Okay. Uh. So I just want to preface this. Um, I'm an architect in training, hmm. and I got an email from the AIA, which is the American Institute of Architects, about a executive order that's in the draft stage. Um, where it's called uh, "Make Federal Buildings Beautiful Again." That Trump is trying to designate the classical architectural style as the preferred style for all federal uh, buildings, you know, federal courthouses, and public buildings, and. Uh, I saw lots of the old professors freaking out about this, and I just wanted to get your take on a top-down sort of architectural law on federal buildings. What is the 
I mean, it's got to be more specific than that. Like for for one, it's not a. There's got to be some existing federal regulation that the uh, that the executive order would be enforcing. Basically, is that the idea? Uh, yes, there actually is a. I believe it's a 1962. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the bill or executive order that they'd be. Uh, yeah, guiding principles or federal architecture in 1962. And uh, it, yeah, it I mean, sort of implicitly, it discouraged classical and other designs at first, and he just kind of wants to reinstate classical yeah. architecture. I mean, I wouldn't consider it top-down insofar as it's just the federal government managing its own property. Yeah. right? They're not yeah. trying to regulate anybody else. Yeah, that's why I tried to explain this to my old professors. They're saying that, oh, he's being a fascist. Like... Well, it's not like nobody at, can build their ugly ass building yeah. because of him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you look at like uh, the Austin, Austin federal courthouse in Austin, Texas, it's, I don't know, that's the kind of architecture that most architects want to do nowadays. And I think Is it's it, uh, I've never seen it. Can you describe it a little bit? Um, let's see. It's just, I could Google it. Nazi bitch. Uh, yeah, it would be easier to Google it. It's kind of. Uh... I mean, I, I actually hope that was serious. That's funnier if it's serious. <laughs> oh, that shouldn't make me as proud as it does. <gasps> uh, oh, yeah, this thing is ridiculous looking. Yeah. What is it? Look up uh, Austin Federal Courthouse. It looks yeah, like so this uh, is an example of the sort of modern yeah, architect. Oh, that is unsightly. Yeah, and so it's like if they want to build more stuff like that, I am completely in favor of this sort of top-down control on at least federal buildings, and you still give state and local uh, governments to have their own regional influences in their architecture. So I see no issues with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with the federal government. Um, frankly being as heavy handed with its own property as it, as it wants to be. Now you could debate like, well, what is federal property? What is the appropriate scope of federal property? But I mean, certainly the federal government is going to have courthouses in its federal court jurisdictions. I I think you can be pretty much a constitutional purist and grant that point. Yeah. Some people are freaking out saying, Oh, it's going to apply to every post office. And it's like, no, there's, there's limits within the executive order. Nazi yeah, bitch leading people down holes of radicalization. <laughs> I don't know. We actually don't I'm know. I'm coming for you. We, I, I assume it's a, no, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to let you go, but quick last word if you want. Yeah. Um. Well, Blonde, uh, by the time your husband comes to uh, the commune idea, I, and I'll be willing to build. What? You, you cut, cut out, out a little bit on us. You said you're willing to build at the commune or the compound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the time her husband comes around, I should be a licensed I cut out again. I think he said licensed architect. He's by the time her husband comes around. Oh, yeah. No, my husband's never going to come around, I so I hope that... will be licensed by the time her husband is on. Well, just wait till Bernie Sanders is president. He might yeah. have a change of heart. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. All right. Good night. Um... Okay, Sophist, uh, you want, uh, we're right up against time, but you want a uh, last word? I, I genuinely don't know if you're a character or if you're a serious person. I mean, I feel like if he were serious, he wouldn't do that particular voice, you know? Yeah, I don't know. 
I, or he just wants to chime in it. Should we let him stay? What we, yeah. Or should I give him the boot? I don't know. I give him the boot. All right. I'm just, all right. Well, uh, maybe we'll hear oh. from you another time, Sophus. Uh, we will carry on being Nazi bitches in the meantime. Thank you for your contribution. And uh, normally I would try to squeeze in a couple calls if I could. However, um, because There's we so missed last many. week, we do have a lot of... Uh, do have a lot of email questions. So thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. I know we can't get to everybody. We do the best we can and appreciate your patience. And um, if you are having trouble getting into the live show or you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us a question uh, or point of discussion, however you want to call it. Blonde likes questions only. This is a Jeopardy thing. Beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the subject line. That helps us out by making sure they're all in the same spot. Send us that. Send it that inbox, please. And uh, yeah, let's see what people had to say. Panty Dropper, that's a good name, on hormone therapy, why should we give a single shit about what science or doctors have to say? This is timely, I guess. Do you think they have proven themselves disreputable? Uh, yeah, I think there. this is a massive violation of the Hippocratic Oath. And I think that there's some el- like weird element of sexual abuse. Well, there is that angle uh, to it too. That is to say... I bet there are some things that could be demonstrably like could be scientifically demonstrated as beneficial that also violate the Hippocratic Oath. I know that sounds kind of like a contradiction in terms, but let's put it this. I bet there could be some way to demonstrate that late term abortion is beneficial by some metric. For well, the that's woman. the argument like that in cases of depression, sometimes you can get a late term abortion. So if that was the case, we had this question a couple weeks ago. Is abortion a violation of the Hippocratic Oath? It seems to me, I, I don't know how I could argue that yes. it's not. I mean, in the just the, the birth control sense, like I just don't want this baby sense. Well, okay. isn't that what, that's what 99.8% of abortions are. Or no, it's 1.3% that are for rape and incest. Or health of the mother. So 98.7. And we've talked about this before too. Could it be, there probably is a person for whom amputating their arm would genuinely produce positive effects. Maybe just psychological. But a person probably exists. Oh yeah, there was a story about this. Some chick made doctors amputate her leg. Or both her legs. I mean, is that, I guess what I'm saying is there has to be some ethical framework by which we operate beyond purely what the studies, TM, the authoritative studies yeah. say I'm not going to say th- this is kind of why I I'm annoyed by this framing is like, as though I have stood up here and ever said uh, that I've been a, a, a critic of the, the academic studies on this issue. I'm not, I'm not well read on the literature. That's not the perspective I'm coming from. I'm coming from the perspective of saying yeah. as a layman, Men are not women and women are not men. And I'm very skeptical of the idea that just interchanging them will produce not only a healthy individual, but a healthy society. That's the perspective I'm coming from. So, and I think this is kind of the same perspective that the question is coming from. Some things don't need an academic study to be demonstrated. Some things are right. I mean, com- like observable in the natural world. I respect the, the nature of this question, question, which is that is, and I think maybe that's where that um, D-bag, whose name I can't recall, the one that keeps calling in, is saying that we have a problem with self-reported data. I don't have a problem with self-reported data. Um, we have to get data in that way. However, uh, I 
do have a problem with making huge medical permanent medical decisions, including some dismemberment based on perceived self-reported happiness data yeah. without any long-term studies. I think that's an insufficient reason for and, and hormone the therapy or um, gender reassignment surgery, although I hate both those euphemisms. What's the problem with self-reported data? None of us have stood up here and said, oh, you could never have self-reported data. Well, that would eliminate all surveys. Right. The issue with self-reported data is reliability. And you have to be honest about the limitations of your study. Go take any social science class at any credible institution. If you get up there and do original research, you do something as simple as a campus survey, they're going to ask you about the reliability of your question asking. And you're going to have to defend it and or acknowledge the limitations of the reliability of your survey. That is to say, if I ask person A, rate your happiness on a scale from 1 to 10, and I ask person B, rate your, rate your happiness a scale from 1 to 10, how do I know that 5 is the same thing for both people? And that yeah, I could... there's no measure to compare. I mean, I, I guess that they have to do things to, um, to mediate that in the, in the data process. Yeah. But also like if you're okay, this is why the housewife study is different. That's a big life decision, but it's not such a big life decision that you might have to retroactively alter and elevate your happiness status. But if you get your dick cut off and you've gone on hormone therapy and there's no turning that weird clitoris back into a normal penis, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this made me super happy and was not a mistake. People want to validate their poor life. Well, decision. and you almost have to also, have to, I mean, it is yeah. an irreversible choice. Yeah. Whereas like, Oh, I tried to be a career woman. Didn't like it. Oh, I tried to be a housewife. Didn't and didn't like it. it. It's like, okay, well, you get lifestyle. a job. You can't grow your dick back. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is a non. I married the love of my life 10 years ago and I'm still head over heels. Her gross medical stories would blow you away. But related to that, she's been unable to have sex for the past two years. I'm hmm. patient, but I'm now losing my mind and I don't think her problems will end. When I try to talk about it, she gets pissed at me. What should I do? I mean, Ooh, boy. I don't know what her medical issues are. I mean, if she's having valid medical issues that prevent her from having sex at all, I mean, you got married for better or worse. That really sucks. But I wouldn't encourage you to have an extramarital affair. If you can't tolerate no, it, not. you have to get divorced. Well, I, I do think... Um... I would always, I'm with you insofar as I believe you make that commitment, you make that commitment through sickness and in health, you stick by it. Yeah. Um, however. And also, is it just how, her vagina? Like, what, what about her mouth? I mean, we don't know. I mean, but, uh, but I will That's say a that. That's legit it, question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. It doesn't say. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, I would say that it is her obligation to discuss these things with you. Yeah. This is clearly an issue for you. It is going to be an obstacle. And insofar as you have have made and intend to maintain your commitment to her, it is an obligation for her to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what her limitations are. I don't know what her condition is. I don't know what she can or can't do, but she can talk to you. And I, mean, I, I can't imagine that she has a, a medical problem that's going to radiate from her mouth to her vagina. And like one of those has to be game. There's got to be some hole somewhere that'll work. No anal though. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I, I, I don't mean to joke about that too much. Cause I, I, I've known people in similar spots, man. It's like you, you get married and even, and, and whatever happens, poor health conditions strike at a young age. 
Yeah. And some of those some of those have implications about whether you'll be able to have kids, for example. They have implications about who's going to support whom, those sorts of things. So I I, I really sympathize with the situation you're in and I admire yeah. that um that you it sounds like based on your question that you intend on on finding a solution to this. I'm getting in the live chat. So why isn't cheating better than divorce? I mean, that is so such a crazy question to me because I feel like if you are not monogamous in your marriage, then what's the point? Well, it's why is cheating worse? Is that the question? Yeah, they're saying that it's or not why as aren't bad. They the same? It's not as bad as well, one's a betrayal divorced. of trust. I mean, I would argue that yeah. divorce is also um, bad. It shouldn't happen. We want to so minimize it. Yeah. But it's but there's no element of deception necessarily. Yeah. Or at least but not even the same. if you could get her on board, I still if if like you're in a marriage an open marriage it's what's the why what's the point yeah it's very difficult yeah if, um if you're cheating why even bother management says it is estimated that excessive consumption of sugar costs the current healthcare system one trillion dollars if in the unlikely event medicare for all was passed would you support the creation of an exorbitant sugar tax in order to offset some of the cost of preventable disease well i would support none of this <laughs> um but the question you're asking is 100% right. That is to say that once the government is the manager of your uh, health treatment, it inevitably follows that they will manage your health decisions yeah. um, correspondingly. So that, that will happen. If you think that the government is just going to uh, allow you to, make, to smoke all the cigarettes you want and eat all the McDonald's you want and also pay for the, pay for the consequences of those decisions, that's not going to happen. Not in a million years. So, uh, the, but it is an interesting question. Would I support the creation of an exorbitant sugar tax basically to relieve my tax burden? That is no. my liability to pay for other people's health care in the first place. That's a weird puzzle. Well, maybe when you say it like <laughs> I kinda, that, I kind of get where the question asker is coming from, even from like a, you know, like a, a pro Liberty or libertarian perspective. Uh, this is from Henry. A few weeks ago, Matt, you said that Biden would be the most difficult opponent for Trump in the general election. Could you elaborate? Did you say that? That's pretty dumb. Uh, I I think that as insane as it is, I think he is the most viable to beat Trump, even right now. The reason is because he can peel away enough like normie, moderate, centrist voters. Everybody else has a major problem. Bernie, okay, he's going to scare a lot of middle America people. Elizabeth Warren doesn't have the enthusiasm that Bernie has, but has basically all the same policies that are going to scare people. Pete Buttigieg doesn't have a single black guy who's going to vote for him. It's not going to happen. He does not have minority voters. Maybe, I guess, I guess maybe you could make an argument for someone like Amy Klobuchar. No. But she's not viable. I think that she would, if she were the nominee, I think she would pose a, a serious threat to Trump. Mm. But what I, what I mean by that is, most of the people out there in the middle of the country who don't really pay attention to politics, working their nine to five job, taking care of their families, doing it, what it is that they're supposed to be doing. Joe Biden is a, for those vote, for those voters, they'll go to the ballot box without having seen all these gaffes, without having seen his ridiculous statements. And they'll say, Oh yeah, I remember the Obama years. Those were pretty good. And the president wasn't such a big jackass on Twitter. That's enough for a lot of people. So I mean, it looks like based on Iowa, Biden's in serious trouble. But I would worry the most about a Biden nomination in terms yeah. of Trump's prospects. As I know it sounds kind of insane because Joe Biden is decrepit, but 
<laughs> he is decrepit, isn't he? <laughs> I, 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 still, I still stand by it. Uh, Return of the Gentleman says, Blonde, have you considered the name Sarah? Scandinavian spelling without the H. For your daughter, that way you can pretend to be a Scando just like Uncle's huh. Uncle Skag, love from Norway. I didn't know that was Scandinavian origin. In, I didn't either. I'm not a fan of that name. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Eric with a K. Uh, Scandinavian origin, although fiance is not. Yeah, because that's because it's douchey. Sorry, How Eric. dare you? Vikings are named Eric with a K. Mm-hmm. They sh- those are your people. Big, you know, big giant bearded men who rape Vikings are named Bjorn. Bjorn, that's like Iceland, but I guess that's similar territory. I do watch that show. It's pretty bad. The History Channel one? I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. It's just, it's porn. That's what it is. Oh. For me. I was going to say porn generally or just no. your, okay. No. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Doug's um, up next. This is from Dougie. Question, if one of Senator Cruz's daughters was pulling in $1 million per year from a lemonade stand, should there be a federal investigation? I mean, that's suspicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess this is uh, an analogy to Joe Biden, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, I, I would say yes, but this is sort of an absurd example, too. I guess the question is, what would be the specifics where we say, okay, that's odd enough that we should get someone looking at it? I mean, that's that kid is somebody's laundering money through her lemonade stand. Yeah. But what's the threshold, I guess? Like, what if it was a $100,000 a year lemonade that's stand? That's too much Just money like a, for a lemonade stand. $50,000. Yeah, what is it, like, on the corner of... 40 seconds and i mean all all of these things are very tricky because like on the one hand um your ability to write books and build wealth based on a famous name is somewhat inevitable that's just the nature of you know of freedom and having a name people are interested in on the other hand um i mean the case of hunter biden is interesting because hunter biden just didn't do something like write a book that's like hey my name's hunter and i'm a biden let me tell you stuff about my dad or something like that he got jobs for which he had no observable qualification. That to me would be an objective standard that, that you could uh, work with. Like, okay. I mean, why is this person in the position that they are? And if there's no discernible reason, yeah, maybe, maybe probe then. Anyway, uh, Jay says, should Bernie disavow his extremist staff? Do we really want a culture of constant disavowal or is it more serious in this case? If he doesn't, is it because he secretly agrees or because he doesn't want to alienate members of his base that actually are or sympathize uh, with violent commies? This We kind of were... We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I have some conflicting thoughts about this. Um, for me, the Bernie stuff with Project Veritas, there were people explicitly endorsing and calling for violence in that. There is a distinction yeah, there that is significant. they were field organizers, and so I kind of feel like it was enough distant. That would be my defense if this happened with Trump. It'd be like, he did have no idea who that person was. I'm not, well, even at the time we talked about it on Sunday, I don't think Bernie is personally responsible for these guys. Yeah. However, he is employing people that are calling for violent revolution. That, to me, merits a comment of like, listen, I've not heard this sort of commentary before. These people are not on my staff anymore. I don't believe in violent revolution. That, that would satisfy me. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that Bernie Sanders personally told these men to stock up on AKs or whatever they're talking about. Yeah. 
But I do think when violence is involved, it's a good practice to say like, uh, just for clarification, that's not my thing. By the same token, though, I do think I do think it'd be unfair for me to say his silence leads me to presume that he agrees. I don't think that's necessarily fair either. Oh, if they don't comment, I presume Bernie agrees with calling for violent revolution. Yeah. Not, not fair. If he said that, um, then I'll worry about it then. So did that really answer the question? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you should disavow, but for an objective moral reason. Light disavowal. Yeah, just come out and be like, yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, Chris um, says, hey, Matt and Blonde, uh, some Democrat senators, this is Chris to the J we heard from earlier, some Democrat senators have indicated that they may vote for acquittal recently, just as some Republicans may vote to bring in witnesses. How do you see the Friday vote going forward? Well, it already happened. We're a little late. How much of the impeachment trial have you been following? Um, if people didn't see, Mitt Romney was the only person to break partisan lines. He voted to impeach uh, or convict and remove. He an asshole. I, I didn't hear all of his speech, but I heard a little bit of it. I'm not sure I uh, I understand his reasoning. A lot of it was like, I'm a man of faith and principle, and I consulted my God. And it's like, yeah, so did everyone else, and they reached yeah. the opposite conclusion. So, I mean, good for you, man. But uh, um, major points lost for Mitt Romney for me today because the argument is not clear. Uh, not that Mitt Romney was uh, of incredibly high esteem, in my opinion, Anyway, but um, but yes, the clock, as I was saying on Twitter, the clock has already started on the next scandal. What's it going to be? We're talking about it on Sunday. And Jerry Nadler is saying that they're going to bring in John Bolton to testify in the House. So maybe I guess if I'm making a prediction, what are the chances you think this happens? They bring in John Bolton into the House Intel Committee or a House Judiciary Committee with Nadler. He does some bullshit testimony says something that they can kind of spin up and drum up and they just file another impeachment charge about the same goddamn thing. They'll just spin it. You think that's possible? Think they'll try impeachment too on the same yeah, story? Yeah, I do think it's possible. Oh, God. Let's see. Uh, okay, Tristan's up next if you want that one. Um, this is from Tristan. My question this week is about cannabis weed, the devil's lettuce. Uh, for Blonde, how did you quit smoking back in your heavy toking days, cold turkey or gradual? And for Matt, have you ever gone through a stoner stage? I'm sure we would all enjoy. Hi, Matt. Um, I just quit cold turkey. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm too old. And then I wanted to quit like a while before I started trying to get pregnant and stuff. And so I was like, I'm done. And then if you use marijuana for anxiety like I did, you can't go back to like hmm. periodic smoking. Hmm. You have to be a chronic marijuana user for it to reduce anxiety. And if you try to go back and do, do it like a few times, it causes horrible anxiety. So it's like, you just have to quit. It's not like yeah. alcohol. It was, it was super easy for me I mean, to quit. I've, I've mentioned it a, a few times before, but I've never, I didn't go through a stoner stage. I've smoked weed like maybe a dozen times in my life. Oh, and, um, the first few times, literally nothing happened. So I was like, am I doing this wrong? Or my friends just have terrible weed? Or what is this? Uh, the last time I did, which is about two years ago, was with something potent, but it was the most 
horrifying substance experience I've had in my life. Like I, I did it while snowboarding with my friend. I've said this before, but it was so terrifying. I felt so paranoid, so afraid of everything around me and afraid that like every person around me was going to know that I was high and like arrest me or some weird shit like that. Yeah. It it was part of it had to do with just like riding chairlifts and moving around at high speed while like it's that like my life. Frightening. Was, that's, that's it's like my life was a slideshow. Yeah, you have to be like a seasoned marijuana user to do something like that. No, it was awful, and I've no, I haven't smoked since, and I have no desire to smoke since. And weed is just. Uh, I'm obviously, you know, I'm. A, I drink one beer. I drink one beer per stream. I'm like Christine Blasi Ford. I have one beer, mm-hmm. and um, and that's enough for me. I I don't go hard with really any substances at all. And I, I don't just at all lately. anymore. I get yeah. like my one Benadryl a week. Mm. And then that's it. <laughs> Benadryl is still the one uh, allergy medicine that works, and it works. It's just the by only thing you that out. works, and it helps me sleep. Yeah. Um, Chris says, uh, "Why do you think what? Why do you think the white girls are so zealous?" And this oh, okay. was after like a really long thing that I didn't want to. Oh, okay. So there was more context. I feel like the majority of SJWs are straight middle class white ladies. Do you have to go harder because they are only one step removed from the evil that is straight white males? I think there's probably some element of that. Yeah, I think there, whatever it is, there's some kind of like savior complex. I think what it is, is a a quest for moral purpose too. Like we talk about um, how all of this stuff has kind of evolved out of the absence of the church and the absence of God and stuff. People crave and need a reason to feel like I'm a good person and fulfilled in that way. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that dismissively. That's just true. Like you, you crave a reason to believe that you're a good person. And, um, you know, that's a natural drive to be a good person. That's good. This is, this is the way it manifests in a lot of ways now though, that I'm a good person because I like bow before right. black women or it doesn't something. mean anything. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's an outgrowth of that. Like that, that we've, however, we've characterized moral virtue that way. And for white women um, who don't believe in families anymore, who don't believe in God anymore, that is what has filled that void. Yeah. I think <laughs> that would be my theory. Yeah, which is really sad. I mean, if people would just go back to religion, they'd be better off. I, I can't deny it. I mean, we've had this conversation before. It, 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 and I know it's off-putting to a lot of people, but man, like the practical aspects of religion are like selling point number one to me. Oh, I know. I went to a yeah. Bible study on Monday, and these women were like radiating goodness. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel so inferior just sitting in this room. Like, I, I, I am too bad They'll to bake be in you this cookies. Room. They'll bring you a casserole. Yeah, like so kind and like so good to their families and everything like that. And I, I just don't get that from any other group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially not atheists. Hmm. I'm way harder on atheists these days than I am on Muslims. Really? Think They're about the that. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it myself, but here we are. Um, this is from Greg. I was thinking about your engagement and wanted to know if you and your fiance have talked about where you both stand in divorce. Hmm. Before we got married 17 years ago, my wife and I decided that the word divorce would not be part of our vocabulary it would not be an option. I'm married. I don't know if I can answer this question, but you go ahead. Well, I mean, my perspective is I gave you that ring for a reason. Yeah. And we've talked this out many times. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of losing my voice again. I'm not tearing up. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I, I think once you've made that commitment, and although I haven't said the words yet, 
I haven't said I do through sickness and health, all that. But as far as I'm concerned, those are formalities. That's a piece of paper. The minute the ring was presented and exchanged, that's it, man. Every obstacle will be confronted and overcome by us as a team. And yeah, I'm, I mean, unless she like kills my parents or something. There are, <laughs> I mean, there are limits to this. I, I suppose, I, but I'm I used talking. I think there are no reasons, but like if my husband beat me up or cheated on me, like it'd be over. That's it. I think there are some things like that, but as far as uh, divorce, because like we disagree on something, divorce for like. Well, we're just going our separate ways because we have different dreams. Like, no, 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 that shit. It or has like, to be I'm like, not in love anymore. I'm not happy. Things like that are totally illegitimate. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, le- legitimate reasons for people to get divorced. Every time I say that, I get roasted. We want to limit divorces as much as possible. Children are really damaged by divorce. Well, especially when children are involved, you have an even higher obligation. But the reason I say that, too, is because every time that, like, some bullshit fight does happen, which they're going to, I say something the wrong way. She takes it the wrong way. She says says something the wrong way. I take it the wrong way. We're just annoyed with each other. Yeah. When you're in that spot where, like, you're just annoyed with each other, you're taking time away from each other just to cool off. I need her to look at that ring and know that it means that. That I'm not sitting there thinking like, well, would my life be better if she was on, like maybe maybe, maybe we should just go our separate way. That she knows that that's not a thing. Right. That's what that ring means. Yeah, totally. And I, yeah. I agree with you. But I also have a lower standard for divorce when people are especially young and childless and they've made a marital mistake. Like I know a lot of people that got married in the between the ages of 18 and 25 mm. for a woman and let's say 18 and 30 for a man that made that for a man that made like terrible marriage choices and were childless and then decided to get divorced because they were just incompatible and in those situations I'm I'm kind of like yeah, find somebody that you're compatible with and then have a family with them. Well, it's certainly, I'm, I'm certainly uh, warmer to that when there are no children involved. I, I, I don't want to say that I'm warm to it in the idea that I don't think there are any implications, but especially when there are children involved, I think in that, cir- in that circumstance, you see it through. Sorry, dude. Like your responsibility is to that right. kid. Yeah. And you're going you're gonna to give that kid the best shot you can, no matter what. And giving that kid the best shot you can is keeping the family together. There's anyway. this Reddit thread. Oh, I'm going to mention this really quick. So I've, I've said before, like the only physical abuse and, um, and infidelity are legitimate reasons, but I was reading this thread on Reddit the other day. There's this chick who's pregnant and her father-in-law, um, his wife died when, he, when she was birthing her husband. And so mm. the father-in-law and the husband were obsessed with her dying. They were, they were trying to convince her that she was going to die in childbirth because she was pregnant. And the father-in-law was demanding, like contractually demanding to be in the room during the birth. They were going to make her refuse an epidural. And they made her make all of these creepy videos for her kids, her future child, Hmm. in the event that she died and stuff. And I was reading that and I was like, maybe there are other reasons for divorce. I mean, I'm not thinking outside the box enough, but, you know, rare, rare. All right. Thanks, Greg. Robin says, uh, Blonde, you've told us how... Uh-oh. Oh, no, well, I, I just don't want to answer this, but fine. Oh, you've told us how you feel about circumcision, but not about vaccination. What are your plans with this child regarding vaccination? Oh, man, you're going to piss people off. Will you follow the recommended CDC schedule? Are you aware of the 1986 
National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, the congressional legislation that was passed that makes it so one cannot sue vaccine makers in a regular court of law, but only in a special vaccine court, which isn't a real court at all. That's news to me, if that's true. I don't, I've never heard that thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do all the research, but based on the research that I've done, um, I'm going to follow a semi-regular vaccine schedule and my children will get all of the notable vaccines. I mean, I think you can delay things uh, like hepatitis B, things like that. They don't need to be getting as children. Uh, mm. That's primarily sexually acquired. I think the issue is really fascinating and it, it uh, God, it, it, it sends people into, uh, well, it's just like the circumcision issue, man. It, people are very, very passionate. I think for good reasons. I don't, um, I don't doubt the general science of vaccines. That is to say, like inoculating yourself to a disease not only makes sense in theory, but has played out in practice. We've all but eliminated certain diseases through that mechanism. The other side of this, though, do I think that there's a commercial interest in a lot of potentially unnecessary vaccinations? Yes. Yeah. And fundamentally, do I think you as an individual or as a parent, you know, over your child have the ultimate and sole authority to decide what is going to enter your body and the body of your child. Yes. So I guess the question comes down to what, like the inherent externalities of not vaccinating your child and putting other kids at risk. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot in the chat about the HPV vaccine in particular now. uh, So the HPV vaccine, it is true that if you reduce your number of sexual partners, you'll do better. However, the only way you can ensure that you don't get HPV is if you yourself are a virgin and if you marry another virgin. 80 to 85% of all sexually active people, that means you've had one sexual partner, contract HPV. Naturally, it's transient. Most people get rid of the virus um, without complication, 90% of people without complication. Cervical cancer is rare. uh, But unless you can really instill that in your children that they have to get married to a virgin as a virgin, then the HPV vaccine is important. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks Robin. Insider trading. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Mine was when the totally incompetent woman astronaut sent her crew members (laughs) hurtling through space, trying to reach for some makeup in the Olay commercials. I didn't see that. What did you guys think? I wasn't paying attention. I was prepping for the show. I, the commercial game this year, I thought was a little, it wasn't great. It wasn't quite as woke as the 2017 year when it was just nonstop anti, you know, subtle Trump jabs. Yeah. But none of them were super funny. There were two that I thought were pretty clever. One was uh, the Reese's uh, fast break or like the Reese's candy bar one. The whole bit was they were in an office like, oh, I got this new Reese's candy bar. Oh, I've never heard of that. What do you live under a rock? What are you uh, from Mars? And they kept cutting to like, a guy who actually lives under a rock, a guy who actually is from Mars. There was a guy walking around in the office with his head actually up his ass, which was a pretty fun, like it was a pretty funny costume. And then did you see the um, the Cheetos popcorn commercial? It had MC Hammer and it was can't Mm-mm. touch this. That was the whole bit. But the guy, no. the concept was the guy had Cheetos dust fingers from eating the popcorn. And so everybody's coming around like, hey, could you help me with this? Sorry, I can't touch this. Hey, could you hold my baby? Sorry, I can't touch this because he's got the Cheeto <laughs> fingers. Um, it, it was cool. It was, you know, more clever in presentation than I'm describing. But those were the ones that stood out to me. Oh uh, James God. says, uh, should. Stupid vac stuff in our chat right now. I can't. 
Let's get it back to circumcision. Come on. James says, should the right use children for political purposes, marches like the left, even though we criticize them for doing it? Uh, well, I, I will tell you, I can only answer how, what I will do as a parent. I will never uh, make my children pawns for my political agenda. Never, ever, ever. I will educate my children in um, just what we were talking about earlier. The nature of why our country is the way it, it is first. And second, why? My kids will know why. Uh, and the philosophy behind the design of this country, because I think it's very important. But will I will I put my kids out on the street to protest for gun rights, for example, which I think is very important, or protest for free speech rights, which I think is very important? No, absolutely not. When they're, you know, maybe when they're in their mid to late teens, like later high school years, if they're passionate about something on their own and they want to go do that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trotting eight-year-old Matt Jr. out there with a sign yeah. It's like, I'm eight years old and I get it. Why don't you? No. I'm not doing that. Dude, let's let kids be kids. The last yeah, I time think... I was happy was when I was a child. You know, it's like, just stop. Just let children enjoy that time in their lives before they're bogged down with the weight of their mortality and other old adult decisions. It's just, Did you see what Chris it. Murphy, Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy posted on Twitter about the Iowa caucuses? He he posted um, because they were asking caucus goers, what are your, what's your most important issue? And mm-hmm. generally it was healthcare one, climate change two for these okay. Democratic caucus goers. And Chris Murphy posts, I was watching the caucus results with my 11-year-old son and he noticed that healthcare was a bigger priority than climate change. And then he was very mad because he said that, well, one is an existential threat and the other is sort of a sort of a, you know, a less significant issue. It's kind of like where, um he said, it's like the house is on fire and all anyone can argue about is renovations. And it was like, first of all, your kid didn't say that. Very yeah. clever, good for you. Your 11-year-old clever kid. But second of all, you're telling me you're an 11-year-old kid who's supposed to be like, I don't know, watching the Super Bowl, dreaming about being Patrick Mahomes himself or whatever, like whatever a a young kid will do outside playing in the treehouse, swinging on the swing. You're telling me he's watching the poll results and thinking, God, it's very important that everyone fears climate change like I do. Sorry, dude. Like you suck as a dad. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And that kid's going to suck when they grow up now too. Thanks a lot. An 11 year old whose primary worldview is shaped around climate change oh my god that's so scary and depressing you are robbing being a kid and like laying in my bed like shaking thinking about nuclear war i was so (laughs) afraid of nuclear war and so like when i see these kids with this climate change thing i'm like you're just helping them develop later in life mental health issues for me it was aliens i was always afraid of like seeing an alien's face pop up in the bedroom window Uh, no no political issues that's yeah. so cute. <laughs> aliens, man. I don't know what it is because I loved watching those al- like alien abduction shows. Yeah. And you know the classic alien design with the weird like teardrop shaped head and the yeah, big eyes? Yeah, the classic one, yeah. Yeah, those freaked me out. Um. Oh, God. I'm so glad this is the Colin show and that we didn't talk about vaccines on Sunday. <laughs> oh, this is from Emma. It's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you had any experience with bladder infections and pelvic pain. Oh, lots of questions about my vagina and what's going to come out of my vagina soon. Um, And if so, how you got diagnosed and treated, this probably sounds super random, but I've been dealing with this chronic pain for a year now. I don't want to get pregnant until it's resolved. I'm honestly a bit desperate and asking as many people as I can about it. Um, I mean, I've had your one-off UTI, but as far as pelvic pain, no. I'm not a doctor, 
but I know a lot about female fertility. Um, if you are having chronic pelvic pain, you probably need to have a procedure done called an HSG to see if you have any like scarring, if you have endometriosis, um, you might have PCOS, you might have a fibroid that needs to be removed. Um, but this doesn't sound normal. I would definitely get a gynecologist on this. Um, and I also would not get pregnant until you have that resolved because you might have a fibroid that would cause a miscarriage or something like that. Get all chronic pain in your nether regions resolved before trying to conceive. Um, but I can't really help you because I have literally no credentials except for my obsessive Googling. <laughs> Real quick, we did have a, a video submission too. I almost forgot. Oh, we did. But uh... – this is from listener Marissa. As a reminder, if you'd prefer to submit a question in um, an audio format, you can just post a video unlisted to YouTube. Send us the link. We'll play the audio and respond to it on the show. Where so is, if, it? is uh, it? I in... have it in the um, in the Sounders share. It looks like you're in there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Here's what Marissa says. I have many regrets. I recently hit my mid-30s. I didn't do much. I've been a sanctimonious ass in the past, so each time I'm confronted by someone on Facebook, I see it as a karmic thing. In general, I've been an ass at times to many, including those who were decent to me. I've let the people down the most, who cared for me the most. And I wish I could make it up to them and make amends one day. I don't know if I ever will. Like one Tame Impala song says, all my friends are growing up and moving on. I must be missing something. I've gotten too desperate for friends in the past anyway, so I want to get away from that. I also struggle with hoarding tendencies. Do you have any suggestions for sites that I could use for a private or unlisted blog to put ideas or archive footage that isn't YouTube or Facebook, where I can sort out my thoughts and preserve ideas online and figure out how to salvage what's left of my life? I fear not doing anything good ever. I failed my last job. I'm unmarried, didn't have kids. I wish I would have thought about it more seriously, trying to freeze eggs. I was dumb. It is scary to think about having lived a life that ends up being empty or meaningless with no legacy, just something about me and the material things I've collected. Do you have any suggestions? I'd appreciate it. Thank you and take mm. care. Sincerely, the Dame of Failure. Um, so hoarding is, a, is um, a trait of people with obsessive compulsive disorder. And if you seek therapy, uh, especially exposure and uh, exposure therapy, that'll really help you. So I would say definitely get a therapist. Um, as far as your fertility is concerned, I mean, that's really tough. Uh, if you're in your mid-30s, you'd have to meet somebody right now, and you might be able to have one kid. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be, like, too much of a downer on this, but the female fertility is – that's a, that's really hard. That's a really hard pill to swallow. But people um, often live lives, live full lives without having children. I mean, and I know a lot of people that had children and regret it. And I know a lot of moms that always wanted children and thought it was going to make their lives complete and then had children and it wasn't what they expected. And so I think now, especially if you aren't ready to get into a relationship, like you really need to focus on improving your mental health situation and, um, and on leaving a non-genetic legacy or finding fulfillment in your life. Um, outside of that. And it is possible. I mean, I know couples that, that can't have kids that don't want to have kids that are, that are super happy. It's not just like a super highway for, to female happiness. Yes. It's true that most women are happier when they have children. That doesn't mean that all women are, or that you would be better off necessarily. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't know all the, the specifics of the circumstances, but I, I did find it interesting that what she's talking about is a fear of what could be as opposed to a fear of what is right now. And I don't think it's actually too late for this person. Yeah. Um, as we talk about in the context of, of dating to find that person uh, in every, you know, in, whenever we talk about it, uh, it sounds like you have a clear vision for, for what you're looking for, at least what you, you don't like about what the status quo is. I mean, if you, if you have decided that you want to find a person, have a kid, that you don't want to close that door, um, treat it like it's your job. That's the yeah. same advice that we talk about all the time. Like, you know, time, time may be limited for you, maybe not, but the reality is <laughs> whether you're 25 or 35 or 45, if you're not serious about pursuing what it is that you want, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. You have to set, sit down, put serious time into it and treat it like it's a job. You have to yeah. put the hours in, you have to, to get that result that you want. And there was the, um, so, so good luck with that. It sounds, I mean, as uh, the, there's a lot of negativity there, sure. But there, to me, there's also a lot of mental clarity about here's what I want to happen and here's what I don't want to happen. It sounds like you, you, you know what you're, you're trying to do. Yeah. Make a plan and make sure every day is a productive effort in pursuit of that plan. As far as um, publishing things online that you don't necessarily want for public consumption, you can upload exactly like I assume this one is uploaded unlisted to YouTube. Let's say you want to just like make a video diary or vlog or whatever, but you don't really want it publicly viewable. You could still do that and post it unlisted to YouTube and you could publish them later or you could share them with friends to evaluate any of that stuff. Um, as far as I don't know what format you're looking for, but like for this show in terms of just keeping notes and, and handling all the stuff that is this show privately between blonde and me. Uh, we just use Google Docs. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of places online where you places online where you can just publish things privately. You could functionally make your own diary. You could write your own novel in there. It's limitless. Uh, so if if that would be helpful, I'd encourage you to use those tools. I don't know. Maybe Google's spying on us through those. That might be one negative downside. Probably. But um, but yes, I uh, I I mean, for as much. I have I have a lot of uh, sympathy for the ideas expressed there. I just the the silver lining that I want to emphasize is like that's not a person who's saying I don't know what to do. What should I do? That's a person's like I know what I wanted to do. I just waited a little too long. Well, better late than never. Get at it. You know, I'm yeah. I, I'm I I like that I hear a, a clear vision. Go for it. Yeah, and as far as the fertility thing is concerned, um, eighty percent of women are able to conceive within two years at the age of 39. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, your odds for Down syndrome on a variety of other issues do go up drastically, but still your Down syndrome risk around that age is going to be around one in 250, which I, that's, that sounds high to me. That's, that's high. But, you know, if you can figure this out in the next few years and immediately get on it, you might be able to have one child. All right. Well, good luck, uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for sending us the question. Uh, um, real quick, over on uh, D Live, does it matter? Says Matt, stop chucking out over ice cream. Switch to Talenti Gelato, jump ship from the cookie dough. Truthfully, I hardly ever eat ice cream, but um, I, I'm just I'm, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough is uh, top so tier, good. man. It really is. But uh, I'm not a big gelato guy. I hardly have ever had it though. Maybe I need to get better. It's gelato. delicious, but it's got to be like. You can't buy it at the store. Hmm. 
Uh, Ron Shackleson, Shackleson wants to know, Blonde, why would you poison your baby with vaccines? Yeah, I mean... Start it up again. I'm not saying... With every medical decision, you have... Um, you have a risk. Uh, you have a risk of the given condition and you have a risk of the vaccine in this case. And I've just done my own risk assessment. And for most of these diseases, uh, the disease is far worse than the possibility of the outcome uh, from the vaccine. Some people have negative reactions to vaccines, but I've looked at the data on that and it's few and far between. And then the autism studies, um, I could just rip those apart. They're almost all small studies where they were unable to control for for environmental factors that clearly would um, would alter alter that state. And then there's been a widening definition of autism in the DSM. And for like the last 20 years, I remember when we were kids, when we called somebody autistic or referred to somebody as autistic, we almost always were talking about somebody that was nonverbal. And now it's hmm. referred to uh, people that um, that have like minor social problems have autism. Hmm. So I think colloquially, it's a much different thing. Those studies seem like garbage to me. Thanks but to some our, vaccines aren't necessary. I mean. Thanks to our top contributors tonight. Doesn't matter. Philosophy uh, and slap. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Um, I can finish up on Streamlabs here before we hop into Super Chat. Sound like plan. Sure. Uh, Chicken Fried Monkey says, Blonde pregnancy looks amazing on you. And so does that lipstick. What's the color? Because I need it in my life. <gasps> I don't know. I just ordered it because it was pregnancy safe, but it's lip liner from NYX. Mm. I think it's their matte suede. Also, it makes me happy knowing that Matt has to read that. Sorry, it was uh, late. Much love to you both. Well, thanks. She also says, uh, I would have been able to, or I would never be able to vote for booty gig because I just can't live with the knowledge that there will be a first gentleman somewhere in the White House with a jizz stain on his shirt or face. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, she also says Trump versus Clinton. He brings the women her husband violated to the debate. Trump versus Biden. He brings the stripper and her baby. Uh, I forgot about that wrinkle with old Hunter. Uh, the newest grandchild to the debate. That, that would be funny to see. But then, you know, Joe Biden will bring E. Jean Michael, that weird lady who says Trump raped her. Oh, yeah. The Anderson Cooper chick. Yeah. We've talked about her a lot. Or, or e, is it E. Jean Michael? I've, what's her name? E. Jean Carroll. Some people think rape is sexy. I think I just confused her with E. Michael Jones. I meant E. Jean Carroll. Oh, yeah. Not she e. looks Jean just like Ma E. Michael Jones. I was, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, e. Jake. E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. yeah, E. Jean Carroll, not E. Jean Michael. Um, Steven Suarez. Are you done? Sorry. I didn't mean yeah, we're all finished. Screw Johnny Depp. He said Trump should be shot months ago. Screw him figuratively and literally only I in his younger that. days. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, he doesn't deserve this, but you know, I'm going you to catch can, up with the story. You can do things to prevent these life outcomes, like get your alcoholism under control by the time that you're in your fifties and don't leave the woman that you've been with for 20 years to bang somebody that's like my age. Big ask. He's like, isn't he in his 50s? 50 something or another? Let me know in the live know. chat. Um, Darlene Cates, check out the C-SPAN comments post-speech. Uh, Tim Pool did a good video on it regarding mm. or reply the wrath of Democrats against Pelosi. That's I good to hear. I'm glad to know. I'll have to check out that video. If that's the case, that's encouraging. He's 56. Oh, mm. my God. And Amber Heard is what? She's 30, like 32, isn't she? Oh, geez. 
Can you guys also look up and see how old Vanessa Pierdiase is or his the woman that he was with for 20 years? She's 33. Um, Amber Heard. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Scott Allen. Ribbing up the State of the Union broke the law. I was talking about an attorney for the House about it today. Also, Pelosi planned it. There's a video of her. I saw it pre-ripping pages before the speech began <laughs> in today's New York Post. Oh, God. Eins Null. You guys should check out pictures of Nancy pre-ripping the documents. There's also footage of her practicing ripping them. Love you guys. Only an old woman would have to be like, I have to practice how to rip these pieces of paper. I saw right. someone on Twitter saying if only Trump had had the foresight to laminate the speech. Man, would that know, have been so amazing. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Thomas, I'd like to hear your opinions on corporations like Domino's requiring tracking apps for their drivers. I quit today because I take issue downloading tracking apps from corporations from whom or whom I work for. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think that that I mean, listen, it's their business. They are they're free to uh, make that a term of their uh, employment if they want. And and likewise, you are free to uh, to seek employment elsewhere if, if those terms do not suit you. So yeah. um, I, I'm sure they have their reasons for that thing uh, beyond just because, I mean, we, we order Domino's all the time. And I'll be honest, as a consumer, it is very nice to have the like to see like, oh, it'll be there in five minutes kind of thing. And mm, no, like, I want basically. pizza. Um, but I could see why I could see why you wouldn't want that um, in your situation either. I, I'm sure you have your reasons, but I think they're within their rights to have that uh, term. And I think you're within yours to say, no, nope, that doesn't work for me. So I, I don't have a big problem with it. Live chat. Can you see if he left Vanessa for Amber? She's 47. Yeah, this is this whole thing is shitty. Um, okay. Although, Connor, but... um, well, I, I should clarify by tracking apps for their apps. Did they, are they trying to say that you must download the app on your own personal phone? I think that, I think it means the driver. Like, yeah. Like if Domino's is supplying you with all the equipment, um, I, I would be, I would find it kind of lame to say you have to supply your own phone and download this app. Yeah. That sucks phone. because of that. I don't know. Somebody linked but, me an article that said like, Mizzou students now required to use tracking app to make sure they're going to classes. And I was like horrified and I read it and it was only Mizzou athletes. Mm. And so then I suddenly was fine with it because they are constantly skipping class <laughs> because they get preferential treatment ah. uh, academically. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's totally different. They have obligations. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Carter Brown, how does blonde feel about the rising prevalence of malicious character assassination due to females, worst traits becoming mainstream, <laughs> Just repeal the 19th. You guys, how could you not know how I feel about this? I think, I think that's exactly, I don't, I think he does know. I think he just wants you to rage about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just thinking about pizza. I know Domino's does sound sweet right about now. I was going to make spaghetti, but pizza sounds so much better. Although I, I get roasted all the time because I think pizza is better than Domino's. That I just is do. crazy. Domino's has the best pan pizza, pepperoni, pizza green peppers. Perfect. That's a good That's a good choice, though. I would be on board with those toppings. Mm. Yeah. I, my go-to is always chicken and green peppers. What? That makes me hate you. What's wrong with that? Ugh, chicken on a pizza. Yeah, it's, it's like barbecue it's awesome. sauce on a pizza. Get out of town. Uh, it, it has its place. It's not like all the time, but it can be quite good. I hope your girlfriend beats you and then chops off a bit well, of the tip of your you'd finger. You'd hate her even more because she gets just pineapple. No way. <laughs> just pineapple. 
That's, that's you it. guys are meant for each other. Your yeah. monstrosities, both of you. <laughs> I know you're listening, woman, because you're texting me. Yeah. Uh, John Martin, thank you for submitting your signature to the Washington, or we the people, because I can read. Hold Speaker Pelosi accountable for violating 18 U.S. Code 2071 <laughs> by destroying an official document. So we're actually going to do this. Google. Yeah. All right. Mm. But maybe barbecue chicken pizza sounds good. Mm. Uh, thoughts and blogs <laughs> months ago <laughs> i told my office Buttigieg would become the nominee he was polling effectively at zero so they thought it was crazy i haven't been proven right i hope you made a bet i haven't been proven right but now they see me as a credible source i'm nice. sorry dude i i'm more likely to believe that you personally helped booty judge uh, rig this thing than i than i am to believe that uh, that buddha judge is the authentic winner of iowa i don't buy it at all and the dude's not going to win another state mark my words not another state but i also said on sunday that buddha judge was roaming the desert looking for one black guy to vote for him and he was in trouble oh Apparently i thought you were going to say put it in his butt you got <laughs> a different direction i uh, i still don't believe in buddha judge i still think iowa is is rigged but you you had some foresight i hope my husband didn't hear any of this doesn't matter, says for uh, any of you ham biscuits out there that are hung up on ice cream. Oh, go it's with so good. Oh, he, he this is oh, doesn't yeah. matter from D Live too. He just had to make sure the message was double heard. Go with Talenti Gelato. Uh, same egregious price as Ben and Jerry's without all the pretension. They have an excellent mint chip. It's really good. Mm, all right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Nala Black. My last super chat had to be edited. Susan WikiWiki has put the president's first and last names on the list of words banned in my in no super way. chats. That's why I have to refer to him as the president. What a You can't psycho. say Donald Trump? Oh, this is the other thing I want to know. Can I say Erica Marshmallow's real name now? Now that this is all over or not? I don't know. Is that still I mean, a banned name? Maybe you should at the end of the show so we can see. So we risk the whole show again? Well we can just put the audio on the platform like we were going to anyway. You won't lose the audio, will you? Oh, tonight? Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Since Erica, uh, Eric Charmella, Eric Charmella, Eric Charmella is the alleged whistleblower. Just to be clear, Susan Wiki, Eric Charmella is the whistleblower. Hey, you got that automatic voice detection on YouTube? Eric Charmella is the alleged whistleblower. All right, let's see if it stays alive. We just got a few more to read. All right, sorry if your super chat gets uh, <laughs> his can. Um, sore loser, we're all going to die. Okay, I'm good. Thanks, Beta Beauty and Blondette. My baby will be blonde. Uh, Wordy the Bird. My name is Eric with a K. Well, this, I knew I liked that guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I bet you suck, Eric. <laughs> thanks for the donation. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for uh, you know listening since literally episode zero. Uh, do we get banned? No, I still see the live chat going. You guys are lying sacks of shit. Ugh. Zach Tobias found the next scandal. Check m at Marcus De Piala. De Paula. De, De Marcus De Paula on mm. Twitter when you can. He's a schizo blue check mark who just claimed to be the second whistleblower and he's getting traction from oh. the usual suspects. You mean the second whistleblower beyond uh, the alleged one, Eric Charmella? Yeah. Um,. Jozo Zofko. Hey, Matt, what's your opinion on the 80% Glock builder scene? Uh, I actually don't know much about it. I've never, uh, I've never actually built my own, any, not, a, not an AR, not a Glock, for, or they're even 80% suppressors now. But I've never done my own machining or had a, you know, a guy do it uh, for me or anything like that. So I don't know. But I have seen more and more, uh, I've been sent clips recently of 3D printed firearms. People who, you know, you 3D print the, you know, the lower the frame, whatever, 
drill it out, put your parts in, you got a gun, a ghost gun, as they're afraid of in California. This will be the future. The idea that you won't be able to manufacture your own firearms, whether it's by buying something that's 80% or just by 3D printing most of the stuff and buying the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a problem with that at all. It's just, it's an unavoidable development of technology. Uh, Matt Wilkerson, blonde, is describing my awful childless marriage. Jeez. Nice. At some point, you have to accept that you cannot fix someone who doesn't want help, but divorcees get a bad rap no matter what. Hmm. I don't know. When I was dating, um, uh, even like in my sexual prime, at, at like 22 to 25, I would have dated and did date a divorced man, but no children. That was the thing. No kids. Uh, people can make like a really, it was somebody that got married way too young. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of women would overlook that. Hmm. Um, and I'm sorry about your marriage. I don't know all the details on that, so I can't say that you are or are not at fault. But I saw you mention in the live chat that she had fertility problems, um, but only for two years. I mean, maybe you should hang on for a little while. Uh, unsolicited advice. Also, I remember you being a dick to me about something, so I have a bad taste in my mouth about you, <laughs> Matt Wilkerson. I can't remember what it was about, but you suck too. Thank you for supporting well the show, Eric. Matt Wilkerson. Uh, man. I have nebulous rage towards <laughs> you, Matt Wilkerson. Nala Black, Thanks, last one, I promise. I always thought Blonde was hot, but she's even hotter now that she's pregnant, which is weird for me, to be honest. That is weird because I've never been like statistically less sexually desirable than I am at this <laughs> very moment. I've never been fatter. Nobody can impregnate me. Hmm. So it's weird to fetishize pregnant women. I think it's weird. Also, my ass situation is like a real bummer. It sucks. It's terrible. Marvo93, I got nothing meaningful to say tonight. Just want to throw some support to my favorite podcast duo. Always looking forward to Wednesdays and Sundays. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, John Martin. All right, John. I hear you. I used to prefer Pizza Hut until new Domino's Pan Pizza came out. Yum. Love pepperoni and green peppers. Boom. It's the best. I mean, it's fine. We get Domino's Pan all the time. I'm not hating. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's, it's so just, good. I don't know. Well, first of all, uh, I don't care what anyone says. Pizza Hut stuffed crust has been awesome for like decades now. And uh, I, I don't get the haters. Stuffed crust is awesome. It, I, but my fiance doesn't like it for whatever reason. She does not. Anyway. It's stuffed with cheese, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's not stuffed with tiny pizzas? I think they've made weird variations mm -hmm. of it. Although I got to say the most hideous thing I ever got was uh, Domino's came out with, or not, uh, Pizza Hut came out with these Cheez-It pizzas like two that months ago. That sounds uh, I saw the commercial and I was like, no. All right, I got to fucking try this. It's a giant Cheez-It. Like it's like a Pizzone, but the crust is a Cheez-It. But it it's good? like a soggy Cheez-It. That sounds it terrible. It was disgusting. It was hideous. <laughs> it was awful. It's the worst thing from Pizza Hut I've ever had. Oh, that sounds awful. God Emperor of Duncan. Donald Trump should golf with Eric Chiarmello. Charmella. Uh, I want to Charmella. be very clear about the name of the alleged whistleblower. Is that? It's not Charmello? I thought it was Eric Charmella. Oh. Well, I didn't, well, now I just, I'm very curious. I want to Google. I want to make sure I get it right. Eric, E-R-I-C-C-A-I-C-I-A-R-A-M-E-L-A. Photo, alleged whistleblower Eric Charmella. Oh, okay. Shakes hands with Barack Obama in the Oval Office. From the Washington Examiner. Whiskey Bacon says, test, Trump, test. Your test went through. Thank you for the donation. Well, there you go. P. 
Peter says, New Yorker here. Domino's Pizza Hut and Papa John sucks the big D. Get regular pizza with salami, pepperoni, jalapenos. Well done. Only way to go. All else is blasphemy. Only commies eat Domino's. I'm telling you, but I just don't have any better alternatives. I live in North Idaho. Not a lot of pizza options. There are no Italians here. Uh, just the way you like it. <laughs> no, I like Italian. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Mike Hawk 420 Blazing says banned. Uh, Kalano says this is for saying the whistleblower's name is because we have big swinging dicks. I guess. All right. Well, we're okay. not banned. I don't know what maybe because I don't know. Susan doesn't bother listening to the Colin show, I guess. But uh, anyway, I'll still get an even when I privatize this later, I think I still will get an email from YouTube if their system detects it. So we'll see if it does. But as of now, it doesn't. And of course, we'll be back on Sunday to um, talk about all the rest of the week's news. Man, it's been a jam packed week for news. So I don't even know what we'll talk about, but certainly more of this Nancy stuff. Certainly how there's no way Pete Buttigieg won Iowa and um, and whatever else, whatever the newest impeachable scandal is by then. We'll find out. See you then. Bye, guys.